0: This is a Hose Head Production! <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. Right. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. An Aliens modified, men from apes. Hitler faced his death and then escaped. Mothman, son of Sam, talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot dings, Dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably clones. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about well, to get well, strange.
1: Welcome, I love that intro. welcome everybody to the podcast. We got another one for your ear holes. We're going to cream in them. I don't know why I said that, but uh, anyways, I am Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And uh, who is joining me on this special episode?
2: I you. Uh, the horror boy. And actually, <laughs> I had a really good idea the other night. Um, I've decided to reach out to somebody and I'm going to get a horror boy t-shirts made
1: are you fucking serious
2: or or horror boys i i was thinking
1: horror boys would be kind of cool and get a cool design done um we have designs coming too which is going to be really fun uh two are coming up of all of us there's going to be a new strange brew logo that's in the works actually right now we've seen the finished product it's on instagram except for the colorization and the digital digitalization um so that's coming uh, which is fairly exciting, but there's going to be a lot of fun stuff, and uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm pretty excited. You're not going to do um, so. Me and Anton and Aaron have a chat, and I labeled it uh, what I call it the Horror Boys Period Poker Palace. I just thought of the most fucked up shit I could think of.
2: Uh, take from that what you wish.
1: I don't know why, Chris. I just I was like, what's the weirdest name I can come up with, and I was like, what don't people like? Periods. <laughs> have you uh, ever got your red some, wings?
2: So, so yeah, so I was just going to say, someone <laughs> once told me that a real pirate sails the Red Seas.
1: Yeah, I did it once I was 13, not my thing.
2: I I seen a clip on TikTok, and it was from some, some, one of those, like, bullshit, like, you know, like, uh, early 20s female podcasts that they have. Yeah. Like, the, the I suppose, like, the female version of someone like Andrew Tate. Um, oh. And they were, like, talking something about, like, oh, have you ever had sex when you're on your period? And uh, the chick was like, uh, yeah, all the time. And she was like, and I also uh, give him head afterwards. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I don't mind, whatever. And they're all, like, laughing and being like, yeah, <laughs> it's cool, it's all good. It comes that out of me, so disgusting. what's the problem? I was like, that's fucking vile.
0: That's disgusting.
2: That's disgusting.
1: (laughs) That's fucked, man. It's not like, it's not my thing. And I remember like a chick when I was like, through my teenage years, being like, I like, like my teenage years, like, I like it. I'm I'm, like hornier during my period. I'm like, no, man. I don't want my, I'm not fucking Richard Ramirez. I don't want my dick covered in blood. I'm not Dahmer fucking the slits of dead bodies. So we want to kind of break it up um, because we do a lot of true crime. There's a big episode coming, uh, a very big one of uh, an interview we did with a Convicted Killer, that is coming. That's a crazy episode. I'm kind of just building up to that, but I feel like we need a break from all the true crime. We did almost a three-hour deep dive. Actually, yeah, almost four hours uh, deep dive into Jeffrey Dahmer, and uh, we also have a fun Irish true crime coming too that is also very fucked up. So I thought to break it up a little, we'll talk about some ghosts.
2: Uh, something that I strayed away from in recent years, but... I love the paranormal, um, ghosts, hauntings, anything like that. So
1: do I, I'm wearing my Ozzy Osbourne glasses right now.
2: <laughs> I know I was just looking at that there and I was like, I need to buy some like props for when we record so I can just have like random things.
1: I have so many weird things, man. Like, but I don't know why shit.
2: I never get like, I'm never like, okay, let me put that on.
1: Aaron has the leprechaun in the background. I do not like it. It looks like it's staring at me into my soul.
2: And then I have that weird motherfucker on that side. Oh yeah, is that from the House Vincent. of Wax? Yeah, Vincent. I
1: want to talk about that sometime. There's a lot of stuff coming. Just so you guys know, like, and the thing is, we try, we we might record, and you might hear an episode um, that we record in October come out in November, December, or January, just because the way we want to lay it out, we we don't want to suffocate you too much with too much blood and guts. <laughs> so we kind of have to break it up. And there's probably stuff coming for like uh, the winter, but. Uh, essentially, it should be a lot of fun going forward and uh, make sure to tune in to uh, the Christmas live special. We're going to finalize a date and uh, and we're going to also cover a big fun topic for our Christmas special. And it should be all four of us, which is going to be fucking awesome.
2: And we have a uh, uh, no hard liquor. Yeah, no, ours, no, really. no
1: straight liquor for anybody. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's not no for nobody because I've made my mistakes, you've made your mistakes, Billy's made his own mistakes off the podcast of doing it, but that's why he just sticks to his fucking gross slime and beer. Which to, speaking about beer, to bring us into this before we get in this spooky topic, um, I do have one of those howlers. That's uh, the it's called Howling at the Moon. It's not a howler, but it's called Howl at the Moon. It's six f- percent blood orange milkshake IPA. It's fucking awesome looking. It has a werewolf on it drinking beer. It's so rad.
2: Yeah, I don't have anything nearly as cool as that. It's just Heineken.
1: You have Heine. Good old Heine, Heine. Heine ho. Um, I would love to get sponsored by some of these like brands. I know, yeah. Because know. Con- we were always drinking and stuff like that, and um, you still have to send me that horror pack of beer, are <laughs> the, the serial killer beer.
2: I, I, I was only thinking about this the other day. I was like, I really want to get them. I need to get your address off
1: you. Okay, I'm here uh, live on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bad idea. But this is uh this is kind of crazy. Um but there's a lot there's a lot of stuff coming. Just I want to let people know that there is there's stuff on the way that uh, I want to get you excited for because we're doing some of the most in-depth crazy episodes that we've ever done. You're wearing your uh talk to the dead shirt?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was trying to cuz I I didn't actually know what it said, so I was trying to read it backwards on screen. How have you yeah, ever just, worn
1: it? I know oh, I have. Fun. I
2: just, I never looked at this part.
1: Clairvoyancy for beginners. That's, I have a couple of those shirts. They're fun. They're like the, yeah. for the people like the spirit of Halloween kind of comedy horror shirts. I had like a leather face one and it's like chainsaws for beginners or some shit. And it's fun.
2: I Yeah, I like them now. I, I do know there's some people out there that talk. They're like, oh, they're trash designs, whatever. Uh, anyone that hears this that can source or has one that they want to donate to me i want that don't talk to strangers alien one. i
1: have that one
2: <laughs> and also nobody can talk shit about us having shirts like this or anything and being like it's cringy i have you pointed this out to me a few weeks ago. Yes. So i have the most cringiest thing on the planet in my possession
1: it's a spirit of halloween hat <laughs> So, so much, much fun, fun it's scary, scary. <laughs> that is hilarious that you bought one of those but you guys don't have that stuff in ireland right
2: yeah so this was like like <laughs> when i have this here like everyone's like wow cool man it's like retro wow
1: <laughs> we have it every year and uh you know what for all the fans right we hope you're we the same but Essentially, Halloween is every day for me, or at least every time we record some of these topics, because we do this all year round, and there's a lot of stuff coming. Don't think that we haven't forgot about aliens and conspiracies, because that is also coming. We're kind of building up through Halloween and stuff like that, through all the the, the ghosty, paranormal, monster-style episodes, but there's some fun conspiracy episodes we've been talking about. And, um, and there's a big alien <coughs> abduction episode that is coming from me and Anton. That's going to be... that's a, It's a crazy case.
2: Yeah, well, I, I hope we get to open up the X-Files again. And speaking of the X-Files, actually, I had a, a little bit of a light bulb moment at one point. Maybe we can pick certain episodes of the X-Files, maybe one each or something that's our favorite. And my idea was to... Potentially be able to watch it with people and show the episode, but then have us commentate over it on like the real life basis.
0: For that's actually that oh is that's about.
1: fairly cool. I like that idea. And um like I said, I didn't watch the X Files as much as I think that I should have. Uh because I I
2: just cannot believe that. I really that can't believe it is because of, because of everything you're interested in. Oh, I'm yeah. just so surprised that the X-Files wasn't like your favorite show ever. I watched
1: bis- bits and pieces of it, but I never got like fully engorged into it. And maybe it's just because it wasn't around me and, and stuff like that.
2: It was one of those shows. There's so many episodes and there's so many seasons that like, if you didn't get it from the jump, it was one of those things I found, even though it wasn't like, it was all loosely connected. It was very hard to get into then after that point.
1: Um, it's funny because uh, I uh, my buddy gave me the movies to watch, and the movies kind of sucked.
2: First one's not too bad. The second yeah, one's like...
1: and then I uh, I lost his DVD; it got stuck in my PlayStation, and I think the, it's still in there. <laughs> the, the my newest, PlayStation four um, out of five. that suck.
2: Those newest seasons of the X Files actually weren't too bad when they brought them back there mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago. Um, and I think Disney Plus has all the seasons now.
1: Well, we're going to have to sit down and we're going to have to watch them all together just to spend all day uh, sitting down. Sometimes when we record like that, after that Dahmer episode, my knees hurt because I was like almost four hours. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. You know what it is. We're talking about some ghosts and ghouls on this one. This is actually uh, less known, but one of maybe... Um, the most, it's, it's, it's one of Britain's most haunted cases, you could say, or case of hauntings. One of them actually.
2: See, you say lesser known and it probably is to a degree, but I feel like over this side of the world. Yeah. It's probably one of the more better known.
1: It is British, but some Irish stuff steps in. Mm. Yes.
2: And an Irish granny
1: yeah so uh do you, before i bring in the full scope of what we're talking about do you want to mention the show that they're doing like the fictionalized story based on this sort of the inspiration i feel like it was
2: yeah so there's a a podcast that was brought out by uh, i want to say radio 4 bbc radio 4
1: oh jimmy um, savile's uh group
2: <clears throat> <crew. laughs> yep well that kind of ruined that little promo anyway I'm just kidding yeah uh, so if you want to support and you agree with everything Jimmy Savile done in his life, you should yeah. listen to the show. And um, if you're from no, America,
1: it, you'll know BBC is uh, Big Black Cox.
2: Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've completely lost my train of thought now. Uh, yeah, basically, it's it's a it's a podcast series that. Um, kind of goes over the whole history of the story but it mixes in uh i guess like a a fictionalized audio drama aspect as well
1: um you said it was fairly good right because that's what i kept seeing but this is a real story but it's it was fictionalized to an extent for the bbc4 thing right to an extent
2: yeah so what what he um what the guy does is um he from what i gather he he goes back to like reinvestigate the the story um yeah so it's a paranormal cold case reinvestigated through a thrilling blend of drama and doc, uh documentary the true story of one of britain's strangest hauntings so like he um it cuts between this audio drama and then you've got the host who actually goes to some of the places that were involved he interviews the girl who is now, like, in her 80s.
1: Yeah, I saw a video um, of her. She she looks frowny. You know those people, like, when they grow old, they get, like, the puppet mouth? Like, yeah, the ventriloquist yeah. puppet mouth for everybody that's listening and not seeing what I'm doing. But if you think of, like, a ventriloquist puppet, how they just, like, their mouth seems to, like, sag into, like, a frown. She has that.
2: Yeah, she does. <laughs> he, he interviews her. um, And he, he actually... There's, a, I, I guess, a paranormal investigator that was involved in this story and had a, a massive amount of files and research done. And it was all put away in a box. And Shirley, which is the girl from the story, she had this box in storage for years. So this guy actually gets his hands on the box and he goes through all the research and, like, re-examines everything. He gets, like, a parapsychologist. He, uh, he gets, like, some skeptics on as well, like, people who don't believe in anything paranormal. And has them kind of reinvestigate the story in modern days, mixed with an audio drama kind of spliced in between.
1: That actually sounds fairly good.
2: It's a read. like I was listening to it and I was like, I feel like we could make a badass version of something like this of a different story, obviously. I was like, "This is a really cool idea."
1: And there's stuff coming for the show that uh, all of us are pretty creative, and and considering me and Aaron both want to be like directors and screenwriters and stuff like that, there might be coming stuff like that. Like we've, I most of the skits that you've heard on the podcast, even some of the stuff that when me and Juan did the Wendigo, and when me and Aaron or uh, Anton did uh, Strange Mysteries of the Civil War, I wrote all the essentially I wrote all the skits for a lot of the stuff that you hear. So it would be interesting to do even a short little story like that for YouTube or something like that. There's there is stuff in the works that uh, you'll have to make sure you tune in. Give us five stars because we appreciate it. So let's bring it in. Ghost stories have become urban legends all over the world, but few have sparked imagination, curiosity, and fear like the legend of the Battersea Poltergeist in London, England. Don't forget it's in England. Even if you haven't heard about this alleged haunting, you have probably seen films and read books inspired by the Hitchings family account. Their tale is one of the most terrifying ghost stories of our times. Yep, that's it. It's fucked.
2: Uh, So here's something I didn't know, actually. uh, That this this story only in the last year or two is actually starting to pick up a lot of traction. Um, since this podcast was brought out, um, it's been nominated and is a finalist in the British podcast awards, the audio and radio industry awards and the New York festivals radio awards.
1: Well, how do we not get any awards, man? We're doing grade a gold content. It's just some people get offended by,
2: it. (laughs) um, and in may of last year it was picked up to be adapted into a scripted and unscripted series uh, two different adaptations uh, are set to be released uh, one created by maniac productions and another by blumhouse productions and both to be distributed on peacock the scripted series is titled the battersea poltergeist and the unscripted series is called blumhouse blumhouse's ghost story
1: oh, is that coming uh, out or is it not is it out already yeah.
2: It doesn't say the company's also secured the rights to the book called The Poltergeist Prince of London, the remarkable true story of the Battersea Poltergeist.
1: That, so, Blumhouse is working on that now? Apparently so. Ah, we're beating him to the punch. I saw this and thought this was pretty interesting. And I was like, you know what? I want to talk about this. We haven't really talked about Poltergeist to an extent. We went pretty deep on the haunted Ireland versus Canada, but this is something like a little different. So, according to the Hitchings family, the Battersea poltergeist did much more than go bump in the night. What started as a small mystery became London's most famous, or rather infamous, spooky tale. It sparked controversy from a house in Battersea, London, all the way to the floor of the House of Commons, which is crazy that they talked about it within Parliament. Uh, Sounds nuts to me. Uh, When Shirley Hitchings awoke one day in 1956, her bedroom of her home at 63 Wycliffe Road, she found an ornate silver key on her bedside table, which was odd in itself. And it was kind of... What was more troubling, however, was the fact that the key did not fit any doors in her house. That shit is fucking freaky, man. Because, uh,
2: and I probably wouldn't jump... Initially to being like okay there's some sort of like poltergeist or like ghost no. or whatever, but even just the fact that that happened I'd be like okay what do I have some weird like Joseph Fritzl fucking room that I don't know about?
1: Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy. The yeah, just, um, another thing I would love to talk about we have yet to dive into, um, I <laughs> guess you could say sex dungeons like because that's really sad so, uh, that's kind of what it is
2: where do you think i am right now
1: in your yeah in your sex yeah but it's it's a sex attic it, it's crazy that it like it it is strange that this key just appeared as mysteriously as a key appeared it soon disappeared again and i've never heard of necessarily a haunting where like an object uh, appeared
2: yeah that that's a... Uh, cuz it's not really like shit moving around or like, things been thrown around with something yeah. to, like, appear and then, like, kind of vanish and reappear somewhere else.
1: Yeah. And there's, like,
2: like... Was it there all along?
1: Well, there's movies about, like, the skeleton key. That's a, isn't that a movie? The skeleton, That's even mm-hmm. fucking weird, right? The fact that one key can open every room in the house. Strange, they might say. But this was only the beginning of the Battersea poltergeist legend a tale of ghostly phenomenon, as Billy would say, phenomenon. That's fucking Billy's thing. That every time I say it, he has to do that. So it's just part of who he is now. Um, That the Hitchings family claimed lasted 12 years. That's a long time to have a fucking haunting. Like, extremely long time. 12 years where you were harassed by a ghost. Cause that's really what it was. It's an harassment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And like it's it, it, like it is, if, if you were to think about that, like to be, imagine being harassed by a person or yeah. an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or something for 12 years, that's a long fucking time. Man. But you're it's harassed over a by something
1: that's invisible and we'll so get like, into it. But like the mom kind of missed um, the ghost, which is fucking weird. Uh, we'll get into it. But also something like that. I actually have had fans say that we should do which i feel like maybe should be an all four of us thing is jeff the talking mongoose that shit is fucking crazy that's Mm -hmm. a poltergeist case one of the strangest i would say poltergeist cases ever recorded if it holds any validity and i've had fans be like you guys definitely have to cover that especially knowing that i know that billy has no idea about any of that case Which would be hilarious. (laughs) It would be fairly funny. So, finding a key that doesn't unlock doors is is certainly odd. But the Hitchings family said the real terror began the night the family awoke to a strange loud banging. (laughs) Like the bombing London suffered in World War II. According to Shirley, she said, I lived through the blitz and I remember the bombs dropping it. It is the same level of noise. The sound was coming from the roots of the house. Oh, that went Spanish. I was like, I get British. How do you do a, a good British? yeah um, <laughs> That's like... fucking Australian. <laughs> Crikey. I, have to, I have to have context of doing a British accent. And then, can you I do it? I can't
2: do British. No, I can't do British because I'm Irish. And we don't like the Brits because they enslaved us for 800 years. So.
1: You still have to try a Canadian accent on a live special. I live through the Blitz Creek and I remember the bombs dropping. It was the same level of noise. The sounds was coming from the roots of the house.
2: That was a bit better. I'll give you that one. that was actually a little bit better to be fair.
1: And it's funny because the fans that are uh, the true fans that have uh, been here since the beginning and and seeing the drunken shit show where this podcast started um, would know that we try to do accents all the time and we never did them well. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) In well, fact, you you're
2: participating. That's the whole point. I
1: know. It's, it's all fun. In fact, the ruckus was so loud that neighbors began complaining because they thought Shirley's father, Wally, was experiencing some sort of episode and banging around the house in the middle of the night. Which is what kind of episode is he having? Is he like manic or something? So I get old Wally down there. He likes to bang on all the doors.
2: That went a bit, like, kind of reminded me of fucking, like, (laughs) something from Wild Wild West. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, in that um, Battersea Guys podcast audio drama thing, they um, they talk about that first night where all this shit starts to happen, and, like, the neighbors show up, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing in that house? And it's, like, 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning. So this guy actually goes back to the area where um, where this all took place. Now, the house has obviously been demolished, like, back in the 60s. So they find, like, the closest version of that style house. Yeah. Um, and they conduct, like, a, I guess a sound test. So he has these strange, like, uh, kind of knocking noises and, like, these weird, creepy noises. And he has his neighbors or, you know, people in other houses on that street. Uh, they're going to either message him or call him as soon as they can hear the sounds he's playing. Oh,
1: that's crazy. Because the neighbors heard this banging also.
2: So, like, I think he said, like, it it went up to something crazy. Like, it was, like, eight. uh, I don't know if I'm even saying this right, but something like 85 decibels or some shit, like, to the point where uh, any sort of long exposure to that level of noise would like basically start fucking with you hearing
1: yeah that's and, crazy
2: right and uh, only at that point did they contact him and be like yeah i can hear it and then they come back over to the house and like he's obviously got his microphone or whatever they're
1: trying to replicate the original yeah. house right and,
2: and and he's asking the neighbors and they were like yeah i could hear it but it was like it wasn't that bad like it just sounded like you were moving a chair or a table so that's he crazy. kind of from that he, yeah he sort of ascertained he was like how loud did that shit have to be? If I have got this to the point, like he blew his speakers and everything. Cause he's, he's laughing. He's like, I hope the budget for this show from the BBC is going to cover a whole new sound system.
1: That's crazy they that yeah. they even, that it had to be that loud is fucking nuts to me because like they're saying it reminded them of like <laughs> the bomb raids and stuff like that during world war two, which was loud as fuck. It like would vibrate the ground and stuff like that. Like, which also I'd love to talk about the strange mysteries of uh, and hauntings and stuff surrounding World War Two is some sort of crazy. The stuff. The
2: idea that it's that loud actually has given me goosebumps. Like that you would be sitting in a house
1: in half, and it yeah. would be
2: so fucking loud.
1: I feel yeah, and they're saying that it would disrupt your ear, uh, your eardrums, essentially, right?
2: Yeah, and like that whole thing then, like that they they heard like. Um, uh, like claw like scratching yeah. that was coming from like inside the furniture.
1: Cause inside the house, the Hitching family claimed they also heard scratching sounds. Animal activity could explain the scratching noises within the walls, but the family states these noises came from within the furniture. That's fucking weird, man. Like, I, and the thing is, imagine sitting on a couch and then you like start hearing some shit. I would think there's some sort of rat, which would be just as equally as frightening to me. Cause, uh, um, you know, I've I've seen a mouse or two in the houses I grew up in, but like a rat, like if you lived in New York and some of the apartments, yeah. man, frightening. Hell. And the thing is, too, we're uh, I'm, we're just finishing up um, Guillermo del Toro's *Cabinets of Curiosity*, and there's that one episode where as the rat's coming through when he's like buried in these tunnels and it's kind of buried alive, so to speak. That shit is frightening.
2: Uh- I think people always, you know, kind of think, oh, things like spiders, snakes, they're horrible and whatever, which I totally agree. And everybody's like, oh, you know, rats, whatever. It's like, you ever see like a big motherfucking rat?
1: And, uh, or think about the, if they starve a rat, right? And the mafia did this, they would mm-hmm. put them in uh, essentially like a glass container over someone's stomach and the rats will go right through your stomach. They don't give a shit. They'll find an exit yeah, if they can.
2: Yeah. They put it like two or three of them into a metal bucket
1: and, and turn it upside I, yeah, down on you, sure and then they
2: put heat.
1: Oh, it's heat! Yeah,
2: yeah, and then because they're trying to get away from the heat, they will start oh, like. Oh, that's yeah, because they
1: probably just sit dormant for a while. It take them a while to actually go and bury into your stomach, but I guess the heat would drive. <laughs> Could you
2: them. imagine how fucking grim.
1: Oh, wait, I want to eventually talk about this stuff. It's coming on the show one day. Like, there's a million things that we have ideas for. We literally have a laundry, more than a laundry list, like three days' worth of grocery lists um, of of stuff that we want to cover. Because even doing, like, mo- the, what the torture tactics that mafia members used in the mob would be fairly interesting also. And uh, I know there's probably some listeners out there that have rats as pets. I dated a girl that had a rat, and all it did was poop. It just climbed all over you and pooped. I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" And then it crawled on my chest and shit on my chest. Interesting. Yeah, you've. N- I've
2: heard of some people saying like that they potentially might have had a chick shit on their chest, but yeah, you had a you had <laughs> the chick's rat shit on your chest.
1: Are you have you never met someone that like has had a rat for a pet?
2: Yeah, I have yeah. yeah, And I think there. So I dated a chick like a, it was like a really like long term relationship, and her sister had like four or five pets rats and they were fucking disgusting. Yeah. They smelled like fucking... It's not a very good bed. and like fucking <laughs> <Ew>. just horrible. <laughs> yeah, they were just horrible. I was like, why do you have these horrible bastards in your house?
1: So off topic, but even the people that own um, ferrets, like, I feel like I knew someone in high school that owned a ferret. It's like they just steal all your shit and then you're like frustrated trying to get to work and stuff. I'm sure there's one and person also, in this thing that has a fucking ferret or a fucking rat for a bit.
2: Uh, so my, my dad... Uh, for a long time, had he's always been like hunting, shooting, fishing, all that sort of shit. And has like had hunting dogs, all sorts of pets, birds, everything throughout his whole life. But he had a a whole setup for ferrets. I don't know if anybody knows this, right? Ferrets can be fucking scary.
1: Did your dad like, have a ferret?
2: Yeah, like a shit ton of them. And he would have them like... Yeah, like, they they get used for, like, hunting and, like, tracking rabbits and shit.
1: I could see that, though.
2: Dude, them things are fucking scary. I remember, like, trying to put my hand into, like, the cages they were in, and they would go berserk. And he was like, no, they'll, like, they'll literally tear the skin off your hands.
1: Why do people have this stuff as pets? It's like that's the people in the States. Like having, like, fucking, I got a line in my backyard for some strange reason because I'm rich and don't know what else to spend my money on. All right, out this topic of animals because that's fucking weird. Um, you know, sneak peeks into some Patreon stuff when we start doing some more um, Stranger Danger episodes, which are RAN episodes, which you still need to get Billy to do one. Uh, and they, it, it progressively like, gets worse. Well, I think it's weird they're healing shit inside the furniture because I'd just be like, if I kept hearing it, I'd want to tear my furniture apart and be like, what the fuck is that thing? That's yeah, a weird a, one. I've a, never heard of that in a haunting.
2: Yeah. Same. Ever. And uh, there's a quote from Charlie um, when she gets interviewed like now in modern times. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know why, but it really kind of stuck with me and it made it seem like, I don't know, a lot more sinister or something. She was like, um, it, it sounded to us as if the noises came from the bowels of the earth.
1: That's fucking frightening. Like and I, I doubt this stuff is real. But you ever hear that tape of the recording of hell? And it's yeah, someone yeah. probably created it. Uh, they supposedly lured this in in um, some third world country. Put like a there's a deep asshole, and they for some reason put a microphone down there. And it's if somebody made this, which they probably did, it's a horrifying sound of just like guttural screams.
2: Even you saying that now again, I feel like I'm mentioning my goosebumps an awful lot that gave me chills again just the thought of that
1: it's funny that like that shows you your your um your senses are high uh, it, it seems like and because of how much obviously I've talked to this in the show nothing phases me anymore honestly unless we're oh, talking about certain things really like that, scary dude, that get shit. me f- fucked up I used to live for that stuff, right? Playing Ouija boards all the time and just doing stupid shit, trying to evoke things. Um, so after three weeks of uh, lightly, like light noise disturbances, and uh, throughout the night, a lot of times it was like nightly, very like heavy banging and scratches and all sorts of scary sounds that uh, frightening. Uh, the sleep-deprived uh, Hitchens family said they went, for, it went from bad to worse. And to be honest, it would drive you insane to an extent, this idea of like torturing people with sounds. And then you have to think about what, what that thing is. Um, and obviously in the, the realm of spirituality and, and duality and different realities and in, in general, right? That's a, a frightening thing to think like, is this, thing um dead or is it a being on another reality which is a hot take but like it you don't know if these things are technically could be alive still in some other dimension <laughs> fucked
2: it um yeah i don't know there, there's there, there's something different about this case i find uh from a lot of these supposed hauntings and poltergeists and whatever um You know, the fact that the key disappears and it's, like, never seen again. The fact that it goes on for 12 fucking years is, like, kind of unheard of.
1: No, and pots and pans would hover in the air and slam into walls. (laughs) That is fucking crazy. Um, And you know what a great movie to be talking about for your show? You ever seen Dark Skies? You ever one of the most okay. frightening alien horror movies to like I think exist and when it comes yes. to abduction and, and hauntings and
2: I want to say yes but so there's this sure.
1: there's a scene in this movie where the I think it's the mother walks into a room and everything like all the pots and pans within the kitchen are just hovering there and then she's like kind of like what the fuck and they all slam to the ground all at once like they were hooked up to a magnet. It's fucking. Oh,
2: I think I have seen that. Is is the. I don't know if you'll remember this, but is, is the, the artwork for that, like a person, a woman or something like Fulton.
1: It's a kid. Yeah. It's supposed to be the sun. Okay. Up into
2: yeah the Yeah. Head. I think I vaguely remember. You should that revisit that out. shit
1: and we should talk about it on yeah. your show. Cause it's crazy. Like, and this reminds me of that, of this idea of like, and it says that they had to like duck and shit when they were like, they would duck out of the way from these like pots and pans, which is like, when do you when do you think you should probably leave? Like you know what I mean. Like if, if someone was throwing so, shit at me, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to live here anymore. But if you're stuck, you know. Yeah.
2: So this is where I suppose I I started to think and go, okay, play devil's advocate here for a second.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the spirit, which they later named Donald.
1: Yeah, Donald Duck.
2: After Can Disney's do bad tempered Donald Duck. That's
1: <laughs> so my that's best. Pretty, pretty good. really. That was awful. Um, I'm like trying to force that out of my fucking just throat. <laughs> um,
2: I don't know. Just it's a like, weird
1: name for does, a ghost.
2: Yeah, but does that not like does that not that whole thing not seem weird to you in the first place? Like, let's say for example, you know, you and Chelsea are in your place, and you start to get fucking haunted or fucking whatever by this spirit
1: does it say and i might get into it uh through some of the research i have but do they ever say why they like did it give him the name like playing a ouija board or not that i heard yeah
2: so there if you listen to that podcast uh apparently it reveals itself to be uh, i think a a spanish man
1: with the name donald
2: yeah shouldn't his name be like
1: rodriguez or or something Oh, that's Some Mexican. other
2: name and shit like that. Um, that's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> it's just a joke, everybody. You can call yeah. me and Aaron are probably the same. We're both white, but you're from one place, <laughs> I'm from both,
2: another. W- we're both crackers.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can call me a cracker. I love that shit. If uh,
2: um, yeah, just don't. But yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's there is a lot of things though. If you if you, I'm I'm just gonna play Deva's advocate just for the sake of the episode, but. I I don't know, I just find it strange like that if they were so afraid and you know there's quotes like, Oh, it sounded like it was coming from the bells of the earth and
1: that shit's fucking stuff nice. like that.
2: And they're talking about hell and different shit like that. And you know, oh, this is one of the most strange and chilling hauntings in British history. Then they're naming the motherfucker Donald and like like you said, uh the mother's like, Oh, you know, I kinda missed it. And Shirley says at one point that her dad's slippers used to just walk
1: oh yeah we're gonna get around into that. the room I, let's, let's and then she
2: also said though that, that she would follow them and she was like it became like a little bit of a game every week I would yes. like follow his slippers I saw a down news
1: article on that so it's crazy uh,
2: I mean I, I maybe this is just me but I know right now if some of my shoes started to walk <laughs> around the floor and all my shit starts <laughs> flying around the room. Yeah, the last thing I'm doing is nicknaming the motherfucker and running around after him playing a game.
1: Yeah, come here, Donald.
2: Like I would shit. Do my you pants. think he grabs
1: him by the pussy?
2: Maybe <laughs> I don't. know. It's just the the whole thing seems so bizarre. I know, to and me. she
1: seems I, genuine, and and like to be honest, it is fu- like she seems pretty genuine. And uh, along with the Hutchins, the Hutchins zizzes. Uh, other witnesses claimed that the uh, Battersea Poltergeist went from making noises to making objects fly through the air for no apparent reason. So it leads me to believe that other people did see this. And they're like... It, and the thing is, too, right? This idea, it names itself, usually, these entities. um, Like, it, it does remind me somewhat of, like, Jeff the Talking Mongoose kind of thing, where this guy's like, I'm Jeff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Guess.
1: I, <laughs> Stupid joke. I, I
2: don't know. There's, there's something... I don't know. Do I, I you
1: don't believe this them. This
2: case. No, it's not that I don't believe them, but the more I think about some of the things and then I'm like maybe is that like a way of like a coping mechanism? Are you trying yeah. to like over familiarize the whole thing to be like, "Haha, look, that's just Donald." Smashing up the whole oh, house. Oh, what the mother
1: ends up doing? Yeah. I, I, I feel like this is the same thing, right? You're like, uh, much like how, how, uh, sorry, I got to mention this, but much like how people, um, view the government as some sort of Stockholm syndrome victim where they're like, they're doing the best for me. Like you just cope with what you were dealing with. Um, and it's the same. Even and it's for just this. like
2: for some people easier maybe to get through. Ment- with
1: Mentally. Yes. In the peoples that their their psyche and their minds, um, a thousand percent, uh, it's crazy because I was just about to mention that too. Where like, Shirley's glove slapped her father in the face. I tried to slap myself. That actually kind of hurt. Um, as if it was worn by an invisible hand. Like, that shit is fucking weird. It reminds me of some sort of cartoony movie where, like, you see the, the glove fly and you're like, oh, shit, that's fucking weird. And then it kind of comes closer and then it just fucking whaps you. And it's just like, Jesus, man. Pimp pimpan strong, man. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> also, why uh, why does it always seem to focus on the kid?
1: Everything, and that's why you can claim, because I eventually want to talk um, about the Enfield poltergeist. Isn't that the one that mm-hmm. The Conjuring th- 2 or 3 is based on?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: That one seems to be a little fake like the Warrens. To an ex- to, it seems like there maybe it holds some validity, but they over-exaggerated the story.
2: Yeah, but sure didn't they find out, like didn't, wasn't there a whole thing about that? And like one of the kids, the little girl, like it found out that she was like doing a lot of this yeah, shit. Yeah, for well. attention. She was, like, yeah, she was like making it worse than it was kind yeah. of. And there was times where they actually found out that like she was like putting on a a performance or whatever. Yeah,
1: but what if, what if the ghost told her to act it <laughs> Ghost, the ghost is like, you could be the next Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe if you, just, you if see, just fucking act this up.
2: This is the, the interesting and infuriating thing about a lot of these stories and cases is there is no real answer.
1: No, there's not. And How do an we arg- know?
2: An argument, yeah, like an argument, you could literally make an argument, a really good argument either way.
1: It is true because I tend to believe in the fantastical. I would like these to be true, but I'm not going to say, because I've had my own experiences, right? So like I've always said this on this podcast that if I've had my own stuff, I've seen shadow people, I've seen weird, crazy things in my lifetime, especially when it comes to like the Ouija board and ghosts. And um, if I want someone to believe me, if you sound sane and you're not a raving lunatic, I would like to trust that you would also be telling the truth. So supposed to speak about people that tell these stories or even alien abductions and, and stuff that people claim they see here uh, are involved in. I claim to, uh, I, I, I will believe the, the latter, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And, and I, I'm definitely the same. And I, uh,
1: I'll climb up that ladder.
2: Not just, <laughs> not not to sound cringy, like, but I I want to believe in it as well. Like I, I I'm not necessarily.
1: Yeah, the scariest thought is that we're all going to do... die and be in the ground. That's a, the existentialism. Yeah, like, I, is a I fucking... do
2: definitely have um. I don't know. I do have a, a, a skeptical side of me. Like, there's times where I like to kind of, like, play the devil's advocate and be like, yeah, but what if this and what yeah. if that? And I think that that makes for interest dialogue. But I do definitely want to believe in a lot of these things. Like, I don't want to believe that, like, they just made up this big fucking story. No, and, story and, and to, you, like, we
1: have Billy uh, who is skeptical. And I think because he's afraid, I think you're afraid, Billy. I think he's afraid of, of facing the idea that there is stuff beyond our reality. And Anton, like to an extent kind of does it, but he's like more skeptical. as like, he needs his own proof. Which like Occam's razor, where they want to see it to believe it, but at the same time you can't always see to believe. It's like when Jesse Ventura broke into David Icke's uh, fucking. I don't know if you ever saw this, but when D- uh, Jesse Ventura was doing his conspiracy show, he like mm-hmm. broke into David Icke while he was like, when he, David Icke was going on stage behind the scenes, he's like show me the lizard people. And it's just like it's like, I can't show you. Th- I'm about to go walk on stage and do a talk for all these people, and you're gonna come at me right now. Show me the lizard. I can't do a fucking Jesse Ventura, but. It's just like you know, I'm the governor. Show me these little people, and it's just like he can't do it. He can't just be like, "But here's a reptilian." Yeah,
2: and also like, uh, you know, not to get overly off topic, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I
1: think it ties somebody
2: like, some, yeah, somebody like uh, Jesse Ventura is a is a proven lunatic. Yeah,
1: he's fucking crazy.
2: So like, he, he is literally what you've just talked about a second ago. He is a raving lunatic who is. Uh, I don't care, maybe people disagree with me, he is riding off the coattails of people who actually have something to say. 100%. And doing that, like, and he, he kind of reminds me in a way of, like, someone like Piers Morgan, where he's just, like, the contrarian character. He's, I like, He
1: oh, was a wrestler. All he knows yeah, is know. how to act and be fake. <laughs> Essentially.
2: And it's just like that whole thing with him is just so fucking, and like uh, Piers Morgan does that as well, where he has people oh, on his sure. show from different things. And he just, he's such a fucking whiny bitch. And he just like does that thing where he's the like, LR. yeah, but, but, but. Uh, prove to me. And it's like, what are you like, what are you talking about? Like we're sitting in a fucking studio on a talk show. Like what?
1: I can't, like I saw a shout people a thousand percent. It was the most frightening experience I've had in my life. I felt like my soul was being ripped out of my body. And he
2: yeah, would show them to me, Tom. Yeah, I guess to like, how do I, sh-
1: I don't even want to be in that headspace of what brought them there because I was super low after my friend got left in Cuba. You can listen to all the Shadow people episode. I go full detail, but that is something I've uh, like, Chelsea's like, you used to tell the story all the time. I'm like, cause it was fucking significant. It made me realize that there was something beyond this world that I can't explain. I of our eyesight and stuff. It's I can't explain.
2: And, it it's like that. Uh, I'm probably gonna butcher this this code or whatever, but it's that thing of like, um, you know, if a if a tree is cut down in the middle of a forest, or whatever, well, and there's no one around, kid. does it? Yeah, does it make like, it does sound? it still make a noise? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Uh, and it is that thing, of like reality.
1: I mean, it's fucking crazy. I
2: dude. can I can sit here and say, no, Tom, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, but I know what happened. I felt like, I felt like I was getting fucking like my soul was getting ripped out of my body. It's that's to me how it felt. It was fucking. Frightening. So if this is real, then it's just like, according to what I saw in her testimony and stuff like that, when she was on like some sort of talk show, like she seems like frightened of that. This happened to her in her life.
2: Well, she had said for a long time that she didn't want to talk about it because for fear that she might like bring invoke it, it.
1: Yeah, because you could, you could technically cause you're bringing those energies around you. And I feel like these spirits do prey on people who have low vibrations the whole family is chewing mushrooms. I doubt that they, instead <laughs> of ghosts, we're going to fuck with them. But, like, you know, if you're a happy-go-lucky where you're legitimately, your vibration is that, like, happy, positive shit, I feel like it would be hard for some spirits to attach to you. And a lot of this, some of these, like, maybe not this one, but there's a lot of them that are, like, broken families and and a lot of stuff's going inside the family home and unit for essentially a spirit you'd think to prey on or to exhume the energy from maybe
2: I, I I would like to say I'm sitting here thinking like I would love to have
1: Does that happen an experience
2: to you? <laughs> like this it's then also fun? I probably wouldn't and I find a lot of times that um you know people say yeah but what about these guys who go and like you know follow up on these cases and and go to these haunted places and try and connect with it whatever is there yeah and um, well, we never really see anything or we never hear anything and I feel like you know, uh, there's an idea there, maybe of, yeah, but maybe that's not how that works, though. Like, no. it's a case of like these people weren't sitting around with fucking meters <laughs> EVPs and stuff, and fucking, yeah, yeah, and like trying to like do a thing. This, this was something that like was a natural.
1: No, it's true because you're not you're not gonna get it happening. if you ask for it, right? It's like if, yeah, if you're thinking you're like gonna find your one bullshit. true love, like you know. I you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to find my one true love uh, soon. And it's just like, no, it's not going to happen. You got to like, they always say like, fucking, um, what is it? Don't go looking for it and it'll find you. It's kind of the same thing, right? Because, so this seems like...
2: like. Don't get me wrong. I would love for all of us to be able to travel to uh, haunt, uh, supposed oh, haunted to places, etc. and And have weird experiences or make some sort of contact with something. But I, I do believe sometimes that maybe provoking them in that, um, like,
1: like Zach uh, Baggins or like yelling at them?
2: <laughs> yeah, like that over sensationalized like, mainstreamy ghost. thing yeah. is the exact reason why I think somebody like him has never had a real experience because he's just doing that like Hollywood bollocks.
1: No, and I, and I agree. And obviously, we're going to get in some different conversations when it comes to like ghosts. But this idea, right, that like, I've always said if you have a room full of, I don't know, like young kids like we were or like some some young girls are like, hee-hee, like uh, we're going to play the Ouija board. And we're going to have fun laughing, ha <laughs> sleepover. And then you actually get plagued by something because something is going to take advantage of you. And I do believe there is danger in, and it is dangerous to use occult materials. I started using the Ouija board when I was like 12. I got like obsessed with that stuff. It's dangerous. And the thing is, but... I would still do it if me, you, and Anton, and we could convince Billy to come along. We're in a haunted location. I would bring one of my Ouija boards, and I would be like all for it. And the thing is, because of my mental state now, things can follow you. But I do believe that if you do the right ment um, at least mentally, like tell something the fuck off, I think it will. But I can't say that because the Ouija board did tell me I have nine things attached to me, and that some were good and some were bad. So I was like, I could stop. I could have. I really, I now. really
2: want. <laughs> I really want the board, to be honest with you. I have
1: three you. that have been used. They have and stains I, on them and shit. It's fucked.
2: And I was actually... I was going to pick one up when I was in the States a couple of months ago. And uh, my uh, my girlfriend was like, no fucking way. There is literally... No way that you're buying that, bringing it back. The thing is,
1: I have three that I've used, right? Me. I have three that I've used. One from my grandmother. Um, One was given to me by someone, and Chelsea's mom gave me one. So, like, I don't even remember where the third one came from, to be honest. Oh, I think someone at work gave me it. This old lady I used to work with gave me her Ouija board, <laughs> which is crazy. And they're all from three different locations. And we used it the other day. As a tray for the dip after my mushroom trip that I had for my birthday, (laughs) we used it as a tray to put the dip on. We're eating salsa dip, (laughs) and I was like, "Chelsea's like the only thing we have up here." I was like, "I don't want to go downstairs and get something. I'm too lazy." And she, because we're upstairs, and she's like, "Well, you have your Ouija boards," and I was like, "Why not?"
2: You're you're after disrespecting.
1: They probably don't. It's still in my room right now. now. I've slept with it the last two days, like on my fucking bedside table. And the thing is, it would be funny if like we put the salsa on the chip starts floating and feeding me. That would be awesome, though. So let's get back to this because it's crazy because these haunting things make me dive into my thoughts of like what I've experienced as a kid. And obviously, as me and you are becoming more and more fucking besties, you, we're trying to like re pick each other's brains. And there's some topics that are coming that me and Aaron haven't yet to cover, which might fucking be hours long because of how we talk in such mm-hmm. contexts of in depth about things. So uh, the slippers begin walking, which is also another interesting thing when it comes to a haunting is having something like, um, like the invisible man uh, it, to me, that's what it's like, like some sort of invisible man walking in your shoes, which is a frightening thought in, in general too. It's that's fucking weird. And then didn't she said, you said she followed them. Yeah. So well, uncle George is playing like a fucking game with me. <laughs>
2: And she's like, uh, after a while, it became like a kind of a game, and like I would like follow them and see where they would stop. And a lot of times, they would go out to the front door and stop right there.
1: No, they. And like she's kind of like giggling about this.
2: And like she's like kind of giggling, and I'm like, "Is it? Is this just like your way of coping with this? Like when you see people who are like." severely fucking depressed or have like suffered like shit tons of abuse and they're kind of but like But she was 12
1: at the time, right? That's the time I started using the Ouija boards. I was like fascinated by this shit. So if you think... Yeah, but do you not
2: think, though, right, if you use that Ouija board when you were 12 and, like, all, all the shit in your house started floating I'd around f- and, like... freak
1: out. Hip, freak out. You
2: know, whoever you were living with at the time, whether it's your grandparents or your parents or whatever, and they're getting, like, slapped in the face by your at the time that you wouldn't shit your I pants. probably would
1: have applauded the gl- ghost if she slapped my mom. <laughs> I, I love my mom now, but we had a very tumultuous uh, relationship when I was a teenager because I was a fuckhead i never did what I was told. I, all my friends were hanging out at other people's houses. So I snuck out in the fucking middle of the night. I did like, I was a bad son for a while, but
2: maybe that's because you use the board.
1: It could have been, I felt, and I've said this, I felt cursed for a while of like my surroundings. We lived at a place called 13 Bailey street and the 13, it just, it was a bad omen. It felt like it was a lot of bad things happening in the house. And the thing is, that's why I'm wondering if these people walked in. You don't know sometimes, to be honest. Like, if you walk into a house and you buy it, do you even know if that's haunted? Because I, I've talked about this so many times on the show, but how in-depth the conversation of poltergeist, haunting, stuff can go. Because the Ouija board did tell me uh, when I was, like, 17, and I would, like, play the Ouija board drunk which is so stupid if you think about it in retrospect, like 16, 17, and they started telling me, like, we couldn't tell you this when you were younger, but, like, uh you know, you, there's alien like, we are actually still alive, and we're aliens. At one point in time, the Ouija board told me it was a reptilian, and then I was, like, kind of, like, half in the bag, like, and I felt my hands being pulled, whatever, if it's my subconscious or whatever, I felt, I used to use it a lot, and i just go back to it, like, whatever, let's just see what happens, and I was in a bad mental state, and that shit's, like I don't, I sh- wish I didn't do that type of shit because it's frightening.
2: Yeah, and I have a theory about that. I'm, I'm sure you've seen all that stuff that like debunks the whole Ouija board thing and that whole like uh, I suppose, I don't know, like uh, a shared delusion and like one person will kind of be guiding the thing and everybody yeah. else's hand will be following it and people allow themselves to believe that there's something some uh, exterior force doing it. But then there's the, the flip side of that. Okay, let's say it is something in the subconscious or whatever. But what are you tapping into there unlocking that's causing that to happen that way? Yeah. That's the thing I'm interested right. by. Like, let's say, okay, people say, oh, no, it's not a fucking ghost or a demon. It's not Hollywood. Okay, right. Let's just say for a second that I'm sitting there with the board. And like you said, you feel your hands being drawn or moving in a certain way. Okay, why is that then?
1: It, it felt like it was pulling my hands. And I've said this story, obviously, all the listeners know. My Jamaican aunt told me not to play it, and I went home, and I played it by myself. She told me not to play it by myself. She's like, baby boy, you can't be messing around with that stuff. Da-da-da. Like, I can't do her fucking accent. She has, like, a slight accent. Um, I do have, like, some Jamaican variations. She was telling me, like, that she used it in, in Jamaica, and I don't know if it holds any validity. She's super Christian. And, it, and I said on the Halloween episode that it sounded like she was... uh T- taking her notes from the exorcist. Cause she was talking to a, uh, a cowboy that <laughs> told her not to eat and drink. I think she was just trying to scare me out of using it. And then she was like, you should never use them by yourself. So my curiosity sets in and I would go home, use it by myself. And I felt drawn to it. And it's like, what is that of the subconscious that does that? And I know that I felt my hands being pulled. Like, and I did it by myself, which is a no no because essentially, when the spirit is going through all those people um, or the entity or whatever it is, it has to travel through the more people you have uh, with your hands lightly resting on the planchette, the more power it can take because these spirits use us as sort of like because your body is filled with electricity, your heart is electric, like, everything in your body is like electric. In some sense, and uh, frequencies. So it uses all of us, but the fact to use one person, there's nowhere for it to go and leave. So no wonder I have all these spirits attached to me. <laughs> it's fucking weird,
2: right? I, I, the, the, like the more you talk about it, the more intrigued them, and the more I'm like, I
1: really, really want to buy a board. It, I dive deep into that stuff by myself many times when I was a teenager with bad mental health and drinking all the time. It's fucking crazy. And even the idea, like me and Anton talked about it, the scrying mirror. That like I want to do that just to see if I if it's real because you can supposedly talk to your, uh, you can supposedly talk to your higher self also not just some entities you can invoke demons that's a bad thing to do but you can also like supposedly talk to higher realms of consciousness it's fucked eh? the scrying board is something that's I ne- I wanted to get into when I was younger and never did which I'm, I should probably be glad that I didn't go any further into the occult.
2: Fucked. Dude, I swear to God, shit like this gets me like fucking
1: blah. That's why I like this. It's fucking this shit drives me. Like I get my juices going and I'm like, this shit's my jam, man. I've always bef- I've always said before conspiracies, before state of the government and, and reptilians and aliens, it was fucking paranormal, ghosts, all that shit is what really turned my mind on to be like, things are not what we understand that they are. This is uh this is surely crazy, isn't it? Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I want to make that joke way earlier. <laughs> I didn't. Um Allegedly, the Hitchings entered Shirley's room in her bedroom one night only to find her levitating above her bed, which is fucking nuts to me. It's like what Um, she was while floating in the air, her back arched and the sheets were apparently ripped off her body by an invisible force. Now, that is some like exorcism of Emily Rose shit. That movie haunted me. When I was a kid.
2: Same. Yeah. We actually called
1: Same. Emily Rose on the Ouija board because we watched this movie and we thought it was real, which is actually based on Anna Uckley, I think. Um, there's some exorcism stuff that will come down the road on our show. And uh, But supposedly when we talk to this girl, she ended up like saying, she's like, I'm not the real. And she told us this, which is weird. Where Where is this subconsciously coming from if it is just us? Because she said she was um, a, a woman or a chick named Emily Rose who committed suicide in Brampton. None of my friends have been to Brampton. Uh, Brampton is near Toronto. We call it Bramladesh because a lot of Indian people live there. That's a, just a fact. It's not. It's that a lot of they segregate towards that location near Toronto. And none of us knew the location or ever been there. And she lived in Brampton. It's not fucking weird. So we invoke something that weird. we didn't n- even know of really. So fucking strange. I'm getting this fucking deep conversation. I'm like, oh, fuck. I wanted some banter, but man, when when you bring up the ghost stuff, it really gets my hair raisin. And the the sheets were apparently ripped off, which is fucking crazy. Um, If this holds any validity, if any of this stuff is real, I couldn't fucking imagine walking into my kid's room and her being possessed by, like, just floating in the air, and then her, like, back arches like she's in The Exorcist. That's fucked.
2: Is I don't know this whole story is uh is so weird and and I know I keep harkening back to that uh that podcast. Well, if they did a good job, it, like yeah, and and the the files that I was talking about um they're the detailed files of the night of a nineteen fifties ghost hunter called Harold Chibit. Chibit. Um yeah, he helped the family, interviewed surviving witnesses, including Shirley. Uh, who was accused at the time of causing this phenomenon. The podcast producer and presenter, Danny Robbins, who spent two years analyzing the case and concludes, it's the closest thing I've come to proof that there is something more. That's crazy. Ghosts exist. Speaking to Shirley sent shivers down my spine. If true, the implications are extraordinary. What's so fascinating is this tension between what we can potentially discount and what nothing can explain. The real fear comes from the fact that Charlie is entirely ordinary. If it can happen to someone like her, it could happen to anyone. And then he kind of talks about the fact that like, once this all kind of fizzled out, like, you know, she met her husband, they moved away. She never wanted to talk about it, be interviewed about it, have anything to do with it. If you
1: were, if you were legitimately traumatized by this happening to your life in 12 years of it, um, I would want to be distanced far enough away, and that whole that makes me think that it's more real, because people that are fake, uh, <coughs> the Warrens, in some points, I believe that they saw some shit, and I believe they had some occult um, possessed objects. But you want fame, essentially, you want it to become famous, even if you are lying about it. You want that fame and fortune, maybe.
2: So there's another guy, uh, the the guy I mentioned earlier, the parapsychologist, uh, Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, who investigates psychic phenomena and paranormal. He describes himself as an open-minded skeptic who believes paranormal activity should be thoroughly tested to see whether there could be an alternative explanation. And while some of the poltergeist activity in Battersea could be attributed to human meddling and natural causes... He says, other elements in this case remain a complete and utter mystery to this day. Not all of it is likely to be supernatural, he says, but nor is some of it easily explained or explainable at all. There are multiple witnesses. Some events defy the laws of gravity. It's arrogant not to keep an open mind, especially with this case. That's fucking weird. Which is like, which is freaky. Like, and and, and this guy, he did, um... You know, he dives into the idea of, uh, I suppose he, he's kind of playing both sides of the coin, where he kind of talks about the fact that they didn't sleep for days on end, and that could potentially lead them to, I don't know, uh, like a shared delusion. Uh, I was and, and, yeah, shit like and that's that. what, and I was
1: watching something on that too. The the uh, how how if you're in fear, right, um, what that would do to your yeah. system. And, like, if you could think you see and hear things from... Obviously, there is a a part of me that would want to try to stay up as long as possible. Like, I'm trying to... I've been sending you episodes of Kenny versus Spenny. You should fucking watch that. They have an episode where it's, like, who can stay awake the longest. And eventually, like, they feel like they're going crazy at at one point.
2: So, years ago, I... Uh, And this is, uh, this is like one of those fucking, like, jackass WWE, like, don't try this at home. um I had taken, when I was, like, really big into drinking and Mm -hmm. shit, and I used to have an issue sometimes with, like, panic attacks at night. So I took sleeping tablets one night. Like, a couple of, like, pretty strong sleeping tablets. And then for some reason, I had worked myself up so much that I didn't go asleep. Dude, I swear to God, right? I thought I was in another dimension. I was, like, seeing fucking like spiders coming down the wall. Like and legitimately? And like, like, like Yeah, like genuine. I remember like being, and it was like this weird like fever dream where I kind of, I felt like I knew what was going on, but I was also like, what's that weird black shit coming out of the corner of the room? And That's crazy. Like freaking out. Like, yeah, it was fucking. And that's freaky. what I've
1: never seen shit like that on mushrooms. Mushrooms is like a different beast and you can dive deep into your brain and see like some trippy ass cool things, but it's not like what people think it is. Like, if you've never done them, it's not this fucking... You just see vibrations of stuff and things shimmer, as Anton says is a good word for it. But it's crazy, because even, like, like this, this idea of her being, like, possessed by something, or at least something attacking her, according to the family, they had a tug-of-war with an unseen force. They were pulling on the bed sheets and it looked like it was, like, a, a tug-of-war, but I wonder if they're trying to pull on her while the bed sheets were still kind of on her. But... It, and then, Shirley, back on the bed... Uh she recalls, I remember the sheets coming off me and being tossed around in the bed. I was floating above the bed when my brother John pulled me down. I was rigged. My nun, who was a Catholic, thought I might be possessed by the devil. I thought I was going mad that I was crying all the time. I was very traumatized. I t- tried to keep it. I was like, this is going somewhere else. Here, let me, let me, uh, let me say that again. I remember when the sheets were coming off and being tossed all around the bed. <laughs> Sorry, this went fucking Latin. Um, but that, I, this reminds me of like, they must have used um, this in a movie um, a, or gained inspiration from one of those exorcist movies. Cause I remember there is one where they're like trying to pull her, pull somebody down that's like levitating essentially. From what I can kind of remember.
2: I Again, like, uh, I don't know, every time I hear about all these different um, occurrences, I, I'm, I'm trying to rationalize it, but then the other side of me is like, mm, but, but it doesn't explain how there's like so many different witnesses and it went on for so long. Like, I mean, even if it was a hoax, like a lot of times when things have been proven to be a hoax, it's not going to last over a decade like what sort of elaborate like fucking mastermind geniuses do you have to be to run a hoax for over a decade you
1: know what i didn't know but i was right because of the violent nature of the attacks the family nicknamed the spirit after a character known for his ill temper they began referring to the spirit as donald duck or donald and we mean donald duck (laughs) They, according to the research I have, they called him Donald because of his ill temper, because Donald duck is, seems to be always angry, which if you think about the cartoon, he's kind of mad all the time, making his quacking sounds. I can't do it. That,
2: um, that, that whole story when the, the, the chibs guy, that's what he liked to be referred to as. Like he, he went to stay in their house and shit. I would do that. Um, he didn't charge anything because they were like, look, we don't have any money to pay you. And he's like, I'm, I'm not, what am I going to, you think I'm going to charge you? He was like, no. He was like, I'll work this around my day job. I I want to do this because I want to pull back the veil behind. He he sat, He apparently he sat Shirley down one night in the kitchen because she was like, what's your game here? Like, why... Why did you want to help? Why do you want to be involved and like stay in the house? Why are you so interested in this?
1: To me, it says he's he's trying to prove the existence of the afterlife, and it would last him a lifetime, yeah. according to what I have.
2: So, and then it was, I, I found this kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, interesting, and then quite chilling in a way. And I can only imagine when like you were a kid, if this still done this to you. That's a supposed ghost hunter. He sat her down in the and kitchen. Touched her
1: on her panties. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> he touched me here, <laughs> he touched her and there. here and here. <laughs> um he um yeah, he sat her down and he said, uh, okay, I want you to be quiet for a second. He's like, Do you hear that? And she's like, I don't hear anything.
1: That's me whacking off.
2: He was like and he's like, Exactly. He was like, That's the screams and the sounds of all the dead souls.
1: What? He said that to her. Fucking chibby?
2: Yeah. And she was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "That's what I want to uncover, is that that uh void between the living and the dead."
1: Why is That's he telling that to her? This.
2: I have no idea. Apparently, she kept questioning him about it because he had told her and told the family that in these poltergeist cases, uh, a teenage girl always seems to be at the center of yeah, it. Yeah, I heard that too. Um. Um, because they can be more vulnerable and and different things like that, and then they had arranged for her to be uh, an exorcism to be yeah, performed we're on her. Yeah, we Yeah, I found that whole thing. I'll let you talk about that, but I found that whole thing so weird.
1: So it's, it gets crazier and crazier. And this is a, one of, I think one of the most bizarre even cases that we've kind of covered, uh, in a while, especially when it comes to hauntings, like spectrophilia is one thing. It's a bunch of horny women wanting to be fucked by a ghost, but like this shit is weird. Cause Chibit explained to the Hus- the Hutchins that they had been suffering from a poltergeist, a poltergeist haunting usually revolves around a teenage girl, including the physical movement of innate objects. But this did not calm Shirley. Instead, she began she became scared and said, "This is the end. We're all going to die. This is the end. We're not going to die." That's what see. It, go, it goes Spanish for some reason all the time. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> I, I just got to think of the, like the little queen, the reptilian queen, like, and be like, oh, I, I actually used to be able to, like Chelsea does a pretty good British accent. She can get me going. And cause I, I have to hear it first. And then like the one day me and Billy did, which will eventually be coming out for, I think it's on the Patreon now for a Lost Tapes episode. We talked about the strange mysteries of world war. And we, we practiced a German accent for like 20 minutes outside smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, <Yikes. laughs> That's how fucked we were back in the day, man. And, so, cause she keeps thinking like, who knows, right? She's a little girl and she's screaming that we're all going to die kind of shit. And it's just like, are you doing this for attention at all? Or is this like a real thing or, you know, it's, it's strange.
2: And I mean, look, actually pull, pull that back up again. <laughs> So I want you to do something, right? I want you to read out, see underneath where it says, are they a strange force that lurks in all of us? When Shirley Hitchings viciously
1: attract, what? Vivacious, vivaciously? That's a weird word to use during this uh, article. So we're pulling up an article for all the listeners today. Uh, audio listeners today and it says begins today poltergeist and it shows a picture of shirley are they uh, are they a strange force that lurks in all of us and then it says when shirley hitchens uh, a vigorously attractive 15 year old of Y cliff road battersea was thrown out of bed for the first time she didn't worry too much she didn't worry about it too much
2: That's a really weird thing to put in an article. And
1: this is from the Sunday graphic. Uh, Uh, That's probably run by fucking Jimmy Savile. Shirley Hitchings hurled from her bed by a poltergeist. That is weird that the fact that they need to even mention like that she is vivaciously attractive. Because that's literally what it says, vivaciously.
2: Sexy 15-year-old. Haunted by Poltergeist.
1: <laughs> this is like, this is going to draw in our, our fucking uh, our readers. It's a
2: fucking weird, weird thing to put
1: in. I didn't right even here. notice that. That's fucking crazy. Just restlessly as she shot that she climbed back when it uh, it happened again. After the bedclothes had been dragged from her, she began to worry. Then she found that she was almost always accompanied by strange tapping noises, which followed her on the bus and to her work, and she worried even more. And when a few days later... Uh, a bundle of laundry began a moldering on the kitchen floor, a smoldering on the kitchen floor. Oh, we got to get into that too. Cause that's shit's coming too. So we're just kind of reading the article that I pulled up. That's fucking weird.
2: Also, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the, the scan of that, but I felt like that was like some weird fucking like thing where the, the words were getting smaller and smaller. It was like one of those eye tests.
1: Does this also call her attractive? It's like, because I have a a couple of, like, real life...
2: Mystery noises that haunt sexy Shirley. Yeah,
1: it's not. It says mystery noises that haunt Shirley. It would be funny if they did that, too. It's just like, man, something's wrong with British newspapers. And that's from the Daily Mirror reporter. A girl who is followed wherever she goes by mysterious tapping noises has been told, stay away from work until the tapping stops. We don't have... We don't want other employees upset by them. So it's just like... I wonder. Okay,
2: so if she was getting told to stay at work, I wonder if she get paid leave.
1: That's crazy. That started when yeah, I know when she's when she started when she was twelve, and this was still happening when she started to have a job at fifteen. According to these articles I'm pulling up, because I I found like old legit articles from this case.
2: I, I think if it was to the extent that these people were being fucked with, I think I'd be after, like, and I don't mean this, I don't mean to make light of this, but I'd probably have to kill them myself at this point.
1: I, like I said at the beginning, the noises, stuff can draw, drive you insane. I've said this story before. We held down my friend and we, we did the Chinese torture to him. We just poked his forehead, like, nonstop. Just, like, kept poking his forehead nonstop. We held him down on a trampoline and just kept doing it. <laughs> and he fucking cried and ran away and said his mom was calling him. And it's like, your mom is, like, three blocks away. How can your mother be calling you? This is before cell phones, kids. Fucking, <laughs> so we we tortured my fucking friends. And it's crazy. Like, some of these, like, the fact that it was all in the newspapers, like, that it was publicized. Like, it was out there. And so then the Hitchens family decided to take drastic measures. Uh, measures, As fate would have it, the Hitchings, their father, uh, Wally Hitchens, uh, worked with a medium named Harry Hanks. You can't have two. F- you can't have two first names. It's not a thing. Harry Hanks. That sounds like a yeah, uh, uh, really. porn star's name. Here come mm-hmm. Harry Hanks with a twelve-inch dick. Like that's fucking weird, man. Harry Hanks fucking straight. I hope that's an alias is the Hitchings uh, and the Hitchings uh, family plan to perform an exorcism at Hank's home because obviously it's got far enough where they think uh, good old sexy 15 year old Shirley, according to this newspaper, um, It's crazy. So this is uh, J. J. Stubbs Walker, graphic science correspondent. Today begins a fascinating investigation into these unseen forces of superhuman strength. So everyone that's upset by the fact that they call the 15-year-old vivaciously attractive, go talk to J. Stubbs Walker, who is either dead or really old in an old folks' folks' home reading old newspapers about 15-year-olds.
2: You had asked earlier about that whole Poltergeist and did they ever really reveal the whole Donald thing and what that was all about?
1: I still have it coming so before the exorcism could begin however police intervened because an anonymous tip that black magic and witchcraft were actually that ha- actually occurred in the house
0: that
2: was a nice little insert there that, that whole thing... They uh, always seem to say that. That's the satanic panic shit. From other parts of the world maybe won't understand this as much. You know, maybe in the States and even in Canada and stuff. But over here and in the UK and stuff, and especially at this time, uh, it would have been, while it probably wasn't on paper as like against the law, something like that would have been like massively frowned upon to the point where you would have had like the police get involved and oh
1: them trying to do an exorcism, the, exorcism. <laughs> yeah,
2: like they, they they there was probably no I've just actual been grounds weed this whole there. Time,
1: so, just so people no context. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: you know, while while they probably weren't technically breaking any laws on paper, yeah. Uh, back then, I think it's it's really not out of the realm of possibility. Like once the police heard this and the community probably went, yeah, you need to go and fucking tell oh,
1: them. To like- so, because yeah, because essentially if it it, ha- it doesn't happen over here. Like I've never heard, and I'd be cool if there was, but I've never heard an, an exorcism happening in, in Canada. Um, I'm sure, like, in indigenous also, culture, they in culture, they would have, like... Because um, the, the, they believe in... I think some really crazy cool shit. But it's the, the, old, the spirit realm, right? So you could believe in some sort of indigenous culture that um, a spirit attached to somebody. So they would do rituals, kind of like an exorcism, to banish that spirit. So we, I feel like we have more of that, but I don't, like... Because it's done by the Catholic Church and stuff like that. I'm sure it's happened once or twice, but it's not like in Europe.
2: But... So here's my other question then. Do you think that if it was happening, that it would be something that the police would even bother to get involved in?
1: You wouldn't think so. You'd be like, but then, you know, yeah, and that's the what police mean, like, walk in and over they're, here, they're I doing think. a wet t shirt contest with a 15 year old. They're like, we're trying to exercise her, okay? She needs her exercise. And they have her on a treadmill and a white t shirt and they're throwing water, holy water, at her, which to me is only water blessed by a pedophile. <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's
2: true. It is.
1: So fucking crazy. Um, so as this kind of builds up, they want to do the exorcism. They have the police involved. Uh, the move caused so much buzz and controver- a controversy that even the House of Commons discussed the Battersea Poltergeist. The first time in history an alleged ghost was the topic of discussion there because they're like, should they do an exorcist? This guy's here in his robe, and for some reason, a child is attached to him everywhere he goes. But like, you know, like, do they do this or do they not do this? Like, should they do it or should they let the the nonsense? Because then, obviously, a lot of these cases, some of these stuff, right, where um, even a child, right, is being possessed or haunted or something happens. Sometimes, right, they might have bruises and marks, and then obviously, what would the logical answer be? Somebody in the family is abusing her. So that also comes yeah. into play. Because isn't that off one of the Conjuring movies or it's off of some sort of haunting movie where they think it's the husband or the boyfriend or something that like is essentially bruising the chick up and and I, I won't remember what it is. But to me, that also it sounds comes into weirdo, yeah. an account, right? Because you have to think about what the police would think. They have to think logically, quotations.
2: Yeah, like they're not, they're not, their first thing isn't going to be to write a police report and be like, okay, yeah, spooky, invisible Donald.
1: <laughs> yeah. Donald, they named that Donald. The first thing they they're going to do is,
2: is, yeah, is like look at the family and, and probably more, more often not the men in the family. And be it's, like, always, okay, it's, it's always, it's always that way.
1: According to. Yeah,
2: he's probably yeah. smashing her back doors <laughs> in.
1: Jesus. It's like, uh, in, um, it's like Amber Alerts. It always seems to be a family member, never fucking somebody in government. That would never happen. Um, so, th- so it kind of builds up. And after uh, the disrupted attempt at an exorcism, uh, Chibit, good old Chippy boy, uh, Chib, as they call him, suggests a form of communication similar to a spirit board. Uh, he laid out cards in each letter of the alphabet on the table. Then Donald would tap on Chibit's uh, pointer at the right letter. So he had some sort of, like, fucking teacher pointer, you know, the one they slap at the board. That's what mm-hmm. I would picture. But at the same time, how do you know if this guy is telling the truth? So is he just, like, lightly holding it, and then the spirit's supposed to tap it like a Ouija board? You know, it's supposed to be light, so something else can take a hand of you. Now you hold a drumstick like that.
2: I know, like, you know, a lot of people, they question his... uh his motivation for doing this, he doesn't get paid or nothing like that. So you can't even say like, he's like a con the grand prize is but the 15 is... year
1: old, according to that article.
2: <laughs> and, and, and also like, as we've talked about many times, sometimes people don't do these things for like monetary gain. No, they're interested, there could be some right? other weird shit going on in his mind. Like he could genuinely just be interested. Yeah. Maybe some weird fucking psycho dude. I don't.
1: Or he's like, he's possessed by demons too. And then they're like, this house is awesome. We're going to party here.
2: Maybe he, maybe Donald sent him there on purpose.
1: See, and you can have to take that account because that's always in the movies most time, right? Where you don't know what is influencing people beyond our physical idea of what reality is. Because if it is like, according to like, I love David Icke, but according to his theories, and people don't share that opinion with me always, but how you see 10% of reality, 10%. I believe that. From the shit I've seen in my life, fucking 100%. That's one of my, like, cause you can tell at least from the visual spectrum, we see 10%. That's fucking mind blowing. Maybe even, probably less.
2: Which is free. Yeah,
1: that's fucking crazy. We don't see ultraviolet, we don't see gamma rays, we don't see these things that we can use technology to, like, see, like, even like infrared stuff, right? It's like we use technology to see it, but, like, where our natural eye doesn't do that type of stuff. Some creatures do. <laughs> Fucking predator, sh- predator Yeah, I know he shows up. I was just talking about the movie today. Um, it's fucking so they finally, like, they, they want, they're they gonna try to communicate with this poltergeist uh, in a meaningful way. And they claim uh, this is when the revelations uh, were startling. The letter cards seemed to open up the floodgates of communication. And Donald began writing down notes and drawing symbols, such as a flu delist in the Hitchens front room. Okay, I got a question. Hi, myself. Whoops. What the fuck is a de list? A fleur de list. It says, the drawing symbols is a, such it's as it's, a fleur de list.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's a lily. Uh, it's a French thing, um, which actually funny ties into that whole thing, because the guy uh, reveals himself to be apparently a Frenchman. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I forgot about that.
2: It's a lily that is used as a decorative design or symbol. Um, it's been used in numerous European nations, but is particularly associated with France, notably during its, uh, monarch period. So you, it's, the, you it's... know exactly as well the thing itself. You, you would know it.
1: So he's essentially just drawing a symbol.
2: Yeah, basically like you've seen, you've seen this thing. Fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, things. yeah. I
1: knew what that is. Oh, weird. Yeah. That very Frenchy, like,
2: yeah, that like weird fucking, design you see it on like the top of like fencing and stuff
1: that's fucking weird so the ghost was drawing that shit which is also strange this was in the hitching's front room every night the front room was incidentally the only room in the house that could be locked and secured so that's the idea i guess that they would go in that room to do these um type of summoning rituals or, or a sense to try to invoke the ghost the living room are what soon become as known as donald's room He made his stay right in the living room. Displayed weird phenomenon such as dolls being arranged in circles at night, which is fucking scary. Uh, (laughs) Tapping all the time, just... Tapping along the music uh, on the television. That's crazy. So, like, it's listening to, like... Okay, what time is this? The fucking... It's the 50s? I don't even know. What, What music exists in the 50s? like just fucking some saxophone shit some jazz i don't listen to music from the 1950s 60s i can get behind 50s is that elvis is that elvis Mm. (laughs) i don't know i'm a millennial (laughs) i do like the music from the 60s i just don't know what music was playing in the 1950s um so he that would be frightening you're like sitting there on a couch and you hear like like tapping along to the tune yeah no I'd shit my pants Oh, fucking crazy. So uh so and also uh, hundreds of um notes of the family claims that Donald left each morning. And here's one of the notes uh for all the video uh watchers. Okay Killy so. Willie, of course, the he so oh, this is weird. It's such it's like scribbled. It looks like Killy Willy at so, the top, does it not?
2: And I think it's kitty witty. Um, and it's a mixture of English and French, from what I can gather. There's some French words mixed in there.
1: Lee, so, health. I don't know what that is.
2: Of, of course.
1: It might be of L-A. le, whatever the fuck how they pronounce do the le.
2: So Not something. Located. When use nineteen and I. No,
1: he's fucking. It's 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 Jay from New Jersey. When you smooth. <laughs> Hugh's skid out of my fucking, my face. Um, And it says 19, it's a weird letter. Uh, For anyone that wants to look this up, just look at the Battersea Poltergeist uh, letter or um, notes. You'll see this one. It's fucking weird. And this was in, this was in 1964. All right, so we have some good music playing, man. We have some animals and some fucking Beatles and I'm tired of that shit. So, in they all these notes were supposedly a period. That's why it does remind me of um, Jeff the Talking Mongoose because there's these like legitimate, like physical things that this being or entity is doing. One of the creepiest was the first note, which simply said, "Surely, I, c- I come. Surely, I come." You could take that in a lot of ways. Surely, I come on your face. Surely I come in the night. Surely I come inside. <laughs> that's fucking weird. That is the first letter. Yeah, it is. Especially when this news article called her <laughs> vivaciously attractive. I'm not gonna, I didn't see that at all when you want to pull those pictures up. So that's fucking too funny. The spirit claimed he was a friend. He was French royalty, and not just any member of the royal family. Donald claimed that he was lost dauphin, uh, Louis uh, Louis Charles, the son of Louis, the what's XV one, X is ten, the sixteenth, sixteenth, and uh, Mary Antoinette, which actually I would like to dive into her on one of our history episodes. Heir to the throne during the French Evolution. The heir, not the hair. That was really bad on my part. The heir to the throne. During the French Revolution, the young boy died before he could rule, according to history. But some believe he escaped his imprisonment rather than dying in captivity at age 10. That sounds like a crazy story. I love history.
2: It's fun. Yeah, and the whole thing, like, um, you know, the letters from Donald contain facts that they reckon not a lot of people would have known. Uh, such as the names of of the king's bodyguards later verified. Oh, yeah, I that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, in archives by by Jews. It says um, it,
1: it, even the thing we're saying "Viva la France," uh, "Viva France," "Viva France."
2: Yeah, apparently that was written on the walls and stuff.
1: You know what their theme song is? I
2: I don't know. Like I think if I if I had a locked room, like if somebody came into my house, locked the room went back to their house with the key so I know that nobody's been in there and then I opened the door the next day and there's shit drawn on the walls like I do I'd be moving out of I know the I'm surprised instantly. they like
1: did this and and just put up with it as long as they did
2: because it's weird like it, it seems like the more we talk about it it's like did this just become like a part of life like doing the laundry it was just like a chore yeah. it's like oh yeah no we have to put more paper in the room and. Let's paint the walls again so he has more Well, think about the economy right now,
1: right? And you'd be like, if you're paying 800 bucks for an apartment right now in today's economy, you're going to have to put up with it. You're going to fucking love it because at least you're not paying yeah, $2,000 for a one-room apartment because that's like a lot of times when people pay in Canada. Canada's inflation is through the roof. Sorry to say people, but it's fucking bad. And it's just like, so you would just kind of have to put up with – and according to what I was reading, like the – the granny, the old otter's granny, she seemed like fine with it. She was like just, it, 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 it was good for her because she could get on around on her fucking wheelchair. So it was like a good place and they didn't want to leave it because it was so good for granny.
2: Wasn't that the mother that was in a wheelchair because of her arthritis? Uh,
1: it also said that the the granny was comfortable. So it might have been the mom in the wheelchair though. I just remember them saying that the granny was comfortable.
2: Uh, and the granny seems to pop into the story every now and again and be like, stupid motherfuckers, leave that stuff alone. Stop messing with that shit. Of
1: course you would. She's Irish. She knows all about fairies. And I know, folklore, right? Which yeah. I, I want to, uh, yeah, I got fairy w- episodes coming for people. Don't you worry. It's it's going to be fun stuff.
2: I actually, I, I found a really uh, interesting book today in, um like, a, I don't know what you guys call it there. Uh, we would call it like a secondhand yeah, shop. So, uh, well, yeah. I don't know if it's called something different, but uh, it's all these old, like, Irish haunted locations and places. This big hardback book. Some of them seem pretty fucked up.
1: Uh, maybe a St. Paddy's Day episode. Honestly, if you go back, me and Billy did a, a fairies and pick... Evil- Fairies and pixies and something. We did a fair, we did an episode all about fairies and pixies. It's probably the funniest shit to ever talk about. It's so fucking ridiculous. That's so funny. It's hearing, seeing and hearing Billy's reaction to the shit that we talked about. It's very funny. Fucking people go back and listen to that. If you don't know, we've done that. Um, I love those type of creatures, but let's get back into this. So the handwriting analysis pointed out to Shirley as the writer of the notes, according to this, but that doesn't explain her knowledge of obscure facts that were later verified to be true. Despite Donald claiming he was scared, the alleged haunting continued to worsen. Donald wasn't done with the Hitching family by any means. Shirley claimed the worst period for the haunting was in spring 1956, a few months after the Battersea poltergeist allegedly started his reign of terror. She said, what had been a bad-tempered spirit turned into a demanding and outright violent. Donald started making... I keep changing her voice. British. Donald kept starting to demand, wanting to hear him to... Okay, I was going to...
2: Oh, you had it there. You had it, that
1: thing. That's how I got to do it. Donald started making demands, wanting me to wear my hair in a certain way, then threatened us, saying he would set fire in the house. Dad locked all the matches and knives in our air raid shelter. But... Did not it did no good because the fires would start all over the house. One night, Dad got burned putting out one of the fires underneath. The burn were gouged like marks, like he had been clawed. So that went so weird. Yeah,
2: you went, you went kind of. That was so at the off. End.
1: <laughs> That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Chelsea's like she's staring at me through the dark doorway, and I don't like it. Get out of here. That was a horrible British accent. Give me some British accent. She's like, no. Oh, uh, that's fucking. She's just popping her head in and going. Yeah, she does you? that all the time. She pops her head in, like, what's wrong with this psychopath? Um... <laughs>
2: i like married. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're
1: getting, yeah, we're getting married. Um, it, I've heard that that story is crazy too. How her, like, all these little fires started, and then she put, like, her dad put the matches away and like all the stuff, and then it was still happening.
2: But look, like, it. see again. It, I just question some of these decisions, like if it's getting to the point where you're putting like the matches and the knives into your air raid shelter, yeah. I don't know. Like at, at no point do you sit down and go, hold on. What the fuck are we doing? Like we need to get out of here. I don't know why like, they wouldn't have left. Especially drastic. like
1: he burns himself and then there's claw marks.
2: The, the, the next part of the story is probably the part I find maybe most unsettling to be honest with the, the alleged
1: haunting also got worse for Shirley's grandmother, Ethel. That's, a, that's an old lady name for sure. The Hitchings mm-hmm. claimed that Donald tried to push Ethel down the stairs in October 1956. Then the floating objects began whispering and speaking in the voice of Ethel's mother. That is fucking frightening. This caused Ethel so much distress, the family ultimately blamed her stroke and subsequent death on the incident. I could see that. That's fucking frightening. What is this... Um. Yeah, like, is this Beauty and the Beast? You got a fucking like, goddamn candlestick talking to you, and his mother's a fucking teapot. And wait, that the gay guy's the candle,
2: L- Lumiere, <laughs> the
1: gay candle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Chip, in Chip turn. like uh, that whole that whole fucking movie's weird.
2: Um, yeah, that whole thing like, so, so apparently it was October 1956. That's Objects crazy, started to I did
1: not know that Because I went in this a little blind Because I found this a couple weeks ago That's crazy
2: Like that, it's so wild Objects started to float around the room And then the room Became filled with whispering voices Then came one Particular voice, an Irish woman Shirley recalls Nan went to bits because it was her own Mother's voice she spoke back to it and went to her room. She had a stroke a few days later and died shortly afterwards.
1: That's fucking crazy. I that, would blame like, that, happened that happened to is, someone I knew, my grandmother, my mom, anyone. I would think that was the ghost. Like an object like talking me to me you is, is probably one of the strangest things I've ever heard. And in haunting is like,
2: could, could, like, could you imagine being in a room? And all you can hear is all these voices whispering. From you objects? You can't really... You can't pinpoint what You can't objects. really decipher. You can't decipher any of them. And then out of nowhere, your dead mother is, like, talking to you and shit.
1: I don't know. Part, part of me wants that to happen, but right. I don't want to die from it. <laughs> it's like, I want to experience like that shit.
2: Absolutely...
1: That's why it, f- it fascinates me and I would love to be an experiment. And I don't know if it'll ha- ever happened, but I don't want to do it too old because I might die. But like to, I've said this before, to go to a haunted location where it's said to be extremely haunted and take mushrooms, like not a lot, but like a gram, gram and it. a half kind of thing. Just enough where you kind of get to that next level of like mind, thought, reality. It would be, cause I don't feel really, you're not supposed to feel fear, fear, feel fear, because a lot of the older tribes that would use it, in, they would use it in war. I don't want our soldiers of uh, war episode. That's our so- uh, soldiers on drugs episode. That's now on the Patreon. That shit's crazy. Like the um, Swahili, so uh, some of the tribes used mm-hmm. to like chew mushrooms and go to battle. Crazy. I want to do it in, in a haunting location.
2: Kind of seems like a good idea in a way. Um, yeah, that's like I, the, the, this whole thing is like so strange. Um, and then, like, the family kind of, at this point, were, like, accustomed to the whole yeah, their thing. Yeah, the mom loved um, the
1: ghost. game breakfast every and, morning, uh, cooked him the, in a little, the, like, the, uh, what's that called, apron? <laughs> this
2: this is another thing I find weird, that the, the events weren't confined to the house. Uh, Charlie was sacked from her part-time job as a seamstress uh, when Scissors disappeared, and she was forced to admit to the managers that she was the poltergeist girl. Um... In 1964, they moved... Uh, about a 15-minute walk away from the original house, but the activity continued.
1: 15-minute walk. That's going to make a big difference. I want to mention this. that yeah, I didn't no, right. I'd know.
2: i be moving country. So
1: Donald also had a strange obsession, and that's why I think we're showing a, a picture for all the auto-listeners um, of Shirley, older, like she looks like maybe early 20s, 18, 19 maybe, and she's holding a picture. And to me, this is probably the famous actor because Donald, this ghost, also had a strange obsession with actor G- uh, Jeremy Spencer. Threatened to harm him if Shirley didn't meet him. So I feel like the pictures holding up look like an old like a celebrity. Um, what you call that? Uh, what they call when you have the headshot of a, an old celebrity, right? And it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I might not be him, but I have a feeling it is. I didn't want to look it up, but perhaps coincidentally, uh, Spencer suffered a non fatal accident soon after the alleged spirits issued the threat.
2: That's fucking weird. You see the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing, right? Let me for a second be the person, even though this is not how I feel, let me uh be the person who doesn't believe in any of this, right? How obscure is this hoax?
1: Yeah. To, to, to have all these like coincidental how random, things happen.
2: Yeah, and like all these weird, like random things and why why pick that random actor? Why pick this random French man and this story? So weird. Like Where was a fucking 12-year-old girl going to come up with that? Like,
1: I know. It's fucking nuts. Like, in in, uh, this, when I looked this up, and I was um, like, and you can't find a lot of stuff on this. You can't. I found, I think, the most in-depth articles that I could find on this because it's not as well known as some of these other cases that have article after article, all these internet archives of stuff, like, just, like, all these, like, uh, you know, um, ThoughtCo or all these different websites that do that. Be like, what interest you? I've used some of those w- websites, mm-hmm. stuff like that, for research because they lay it out pretty nicely. But the thing is, you don't see a lot on this. Even I was talking to Anton about this case. He's like, I can't yeah. find like anything really on it.
2: Yeah, and you you, you can't um, you know you can't say oh well, well you know she could have researched stuff on the internet or whatever. <laughs> like it's it's the fifties.
1: You can't do that. It, yeah, so, you can't explain that in, yeah, in that like, um, form at all
2: yeah where would she like different if it was now in modern times you could say like well they use the internet and tried to connect the dots and whatever and there's all these things available back then like where was she gonna get this information
1: and it seemed like the death of shirley's grandmother seemed to like peak it it, like peaked in activity um and the family claimed the Mm -hmm. haunting started to de-escalate after that point so it kind of ramped up to like killing the grandmother, which is sad. But the activities are leaving the house with Shirley. So that's what you're talking about when they kind of left and they moved. And Shirley had even taken a job at a department store as a seamstress. It's a fun name for someone who just sews clothing together.
2: I don't know. Like, um, I'm, what? I'm looking at, I'm looking at different things from her where she says like, you know, uh, it ruined my life. Uh, I was, over 21 before I could get back to some sort of normality. Um, it interfered in all aspects of my life. One boyfriend came to the house and was trying to goad Donald by saying things like, come on, Donald, do your worst. Do your worst. But he fled after a ball was tipped onto his head. That's fine. Um, once when she went out for a car ride with a man who would later become her husband, she came home to find her mother sitting with written messages from Donald detailing exactly what she had been up to with her boyfriend. Oh yeah,
1: I heard about that. That's fucking crazy.
2: Again, like it's just, I don't know. It's so out there. It's it, 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 um, like in,
1: when she w- started working, right? Like all of a sudden, like while she's working, these scissors would suddenly disappear that they were using. Cause they're essentially making like clothing. It, it, that's what I'm pretty sure a seamstress does. Is you, like sew shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird. And, Convinced Shirley was responsible, the store subjected her to a uh, humiliation of a strip search. So they literally strip searched this chick because they thought she was stealing the scissors. Which kind of leads up to our Scissor Sisters episode. Dun, dun, dun. that's coming soon. Um, convin-
2: Could you imagine? <laughs> just that that situation, right? I can't imagine. Like I've been a, a manager in a in, in Shirley, stop for, like, taking like, over all the scissors. A could you imagine, like, could you imagine a world where you would go in and go like, okay, where's the fucking, where's the PS4 controller? Yeah, it's like everyone's like, I don't know. It's like, okay, everybody strip.
1: I need to find this. Well, you think about? It because yeah, I
2: need to check all your I'm, assholes yeah, yeah. to see <laughs> if got like the right? like Michael
1: Jackson, <laughs> um, it, it, so it, and how can you be allowed to do this when she was technically fifteen? Like, I guess into her skivvies, your underwear and shit like that, but like. That's weird to do. A strip search to me seems like uh, you're going to get naked in front of me. It's some fat guy named fucking Bobby. So like, I'm not saying that's what his name was, but
2: weird as well. I could understand 50, like it was something 60s. of high value. Like the safe was missing or something or all the money. Hey, who took the jewelry, goddamn scissors. It's, like, it's like fucking scissors. Like, come
1: on. Promoting her to admit that she, that she was the poltergeist girl in quotations. I'm the poltergeist girl. Don't you tell me? She she was subsequently fired when she told her she was the poltergeist girl. At this point, the Battersea poltergeist allegedly followed Shirley to an appearance on the BBC News where those in studio reported hearing tapping noises. Shirley was then supposedly exacerbated by Donald's presence.
2: I don't know. There's just too many. There's too many experiences with too many different people that are not connected.
1: Yeah, one brave... For it to be Yeah, bullshit. one brave man... Uh, one man braved the phenomenon surrounding the poltergeist girl. <laughs> Eventually married her, but even was the subject to Donald's scrutiny. He and Shirley came home from a date one night to find that her mother, <laughs> Kitty... Ah. Uh, we never talked about the mother's name. So this note that we have...
2: Kitty Kitty
1: Witty. witty because that's the mother. Huh. Interesting. And uh, so they came up the Kitty had stayed up. It's like uh, that 70s show. They stayed up waiting for her, uh, but not alone. Donald had written messages about her waiting alongside Kitty for the couple to return. Like you said earlier, how it like was writing, knowing what the couple was doing through these notes. But how do we know the mom wasn't writing them? This like, is, yeah, um this is um, the thing. So Donald had been writing messages to everyone, which is crazy. And in 1964, they had finally had enough, and they moved away. And the house at 63 Wycliffe Road was demolished in the late 60s. So it was gone, and she was still being affected by these ghosts. And the weird thing is they demolished it, right? So that you're acknowledging that something weird happened there, or maybe you're building something new. But according to what I have, no other houses was built on the site but the family claimed mm-hmm. Donald's haunting continued.
2: I don't know that that cause normally something like that would, I guess in a lot of times stop the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Being a, a house demolished and having energy. Cause essentially like what I've said before on the show, right? Is like, um, we've used Ouija boards and graveyards, never got anything, which is like always proves to me that like it exists because there's certain places I've been where it won't work. Um, or if somebody's hands not touching it, which it seems shady as fuck. But the one time it it wouldn't work unless I was touching it. I was with a bunch of people, and it said because like it's I, I, it was my Ouija board because it's my possession that it it's a cult it, it has to be like used by me. And I was not pushing shit mm-hmm. like and even my maybe my subconscious is super powerful when I was doing stuff. But I literally go into it just lightly touching my fingers, not really trying to have it move whatsoever. And it wouldn't, they would literally start moving fast as soon as I touched it. And all these other people had their hands on it. it sounds shady on my part, but I'm being honest.
0: <laughs> You're a yeah, man. It,
1: it, well, I wasn't getting any money from this. Uh, but we've used we, uh, graveyards. doesn't work. Because I've always said, like, these people that die in these these energies that stay on this earth, somehow bound to it, or I feel like they have unfinished business or whatever it really is, or if you feel stuck because... Um, like I've said the story before, Chelsea's mom, uh, during when she went to a psychic, she saw her, one of her ex-husbands and he died and didn't know he was dead. He was like walking around and, and like trying to talk to people and didn't know he was dead. Freaking. Is that fucked up, man? And it's like super late That's where you right. are right now too. So it's even creepier.
2: What is it? One, it's AM? Really
1: crazy. It's only eight, 10 here. And I've even ate dinner. i had done anything. Cause I wanted to really get into this shit. So and the thing is, these people would go, like it kind of shows in even the conjuring of the one spirit that attaches to the house. And it stays where it wants to go, essentially, where it feels comfortable in. So spirits would gravitate towards being where they're comfortable and where, you know what I mean, where they want to be. Mm -hmm. So even after Shirley moved out... You know, she got her own. She got married. She had a child. She claimed Donald persisted until 1968. Now in West Sussex, Donald seemed content leaving messages regarding her parents' activities in London. Then one day Donald announced he was leaving. I can't fucking do a Donald Duck. I tried, man. And <laughs> never communicated with Shirley again. After living with the alleged spirit for 12 years, Shirley's mother felt as if Donald's departure was a loss to be mourned, but Shirley and her father felt no such grief, and they were th- thrilled to see him go. And what I what I was, like, researching, um, or literally bringing this to a close, but that his, um, the mother, like, seemed to, uh, seem to like view him as like a son or something. Like you got to be kind of a little bit mentally not stable to be like, I miss my ghost son.
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know that, that uh, I see. And again, that, that kind of, I think situations like that then breeds life into the whole like skeptical side where people like, see, she's in the head. I told you it's all her like figment of her imagination or whatever. She was like, Keeping this shit going. Um. Do you have anything on the rest of the story? Because that's not.
1: So it is. Exactly. If this alleged poltergeist story sounds like an ideal material for a horror movie or TV, Blumhouse is coming out with it. It's what you mentioned. That's pretty much where I had it, it, it. Essentially, um, people are working on stories for this is how it's ending because essentially there's a um, there's also two companies also that have the rights that are supposed to be bought because it's th- to me then okay at the end of your life she didn't seem to want to sell this or talk about it but now she's like I'll give you the rights in the story give me a couple of pounds
2: so the, the tale didn't actually end there um it, she in an interview she revealed that in the 1980s a medium had approached her at a craft fair. She said that Shirley was being followed by a little boy in fancy dress. That's fucking frightening. Blue satin, and he's got red hair.
1: Oh, it's Chucky. It's
2: a description Shirley recognized all too well. Chib had once given her a postcard uh, featuring, um, featuring Charles, I'm assuming. Charles Lee Ray? the fucking uh, Louis the 16th or whatever uh, wearing a blue satin suit and featuring red hair and recently at a psychic event with her daughter, Charlie was given a message from a boy who had said he was
1: Louis Charles
2: yeah Uh, Charlie was given a message from a boy who said he was sorry for all that he had done Um, Danny, the host of the podcast, says, um, I definitely think that Donald was some form of ghost and he was certainly messing with the Hitchings family. Dr. O'Keefe is uh, similarly circumspect. If you take all of the witness testimonies at face value, there can only be one possible explanation for one or two of the phenomena. And that's something paranormal. The knocking at the beginning is convincing because it was witnessed by so many people, including the police. But there are problems with eyewitness accounts, he says. Fear and sleep deprivation can make you think an object is moving by itself. We also can't discount that someone in the family or Shirley herself wrote the letters and wall messages. Um, That's fucking crazy. Live, I didn't notice. A live show of the Batter, Battersea Poltergeist podcast began touring and includes new witnesses who have reported further poltergeist activity in the area where the want, where the house once stood. It's a Bermuda Triangle of the Paranormal. That's
1: crazy. One one show about one case of a poltergeist can do a live show and we can't afford it yet? Come on.
2: Come I know, on. Right? I uh, I was looking at an article on the Daily Mail. Um, I have that somewhere. Website about this. And they have... Um, or what I have. There's a comment underneath it and like people are saying like "Yeah, fake story i don't know fake perhaps and all this stuff and then somebody's like uh i was a total non-believer in spirits that was until i saw someone in the middle of the night standing over me when i awoke from my sleep it wasn't a dream it was real and extremely scary that was over 50 years ago and i remember this as vividly as if it was yesterday yeah
1: that's how i feel about my shadow people experience
2: that's why that's why I read that out because it, it kind of reminds me of what you said. And
1: um that. uh fucking che- Chelsea's sister, I uh, should probably what my say, it, like she saw her her grandfather like peeking over the bed. Stop. Isn't that stop. crazy?
2: Stop, stop, stop. That that f- that freaks me. I out. don't like stop. the
1: peeking thing. Like that's fucking i'm doing the thing yeah it's yeah the, the, the thing is that's crazy no wonder when like me and chelsea are connected the way we are because she had her own experiences with ouija boards like, she used to have this like teddy bear always fall off um her like top of her like tv like cabinet thing um because she asked for a ghost to do it and it would do it repetitively all the time to let her know that it was a good spirit but let her know it was there and isn't
2: Dude, i have chills at the thought of the the granddad fucking just
1: looking. See, and and when fucking Jossie told that story, I was like, frightening. That is so scary to me. is like that idea. And even if it's someone you know, it's still frightening.
2: Make me shit my pants. That would be like the worst. I was told my
1: grandfather to send me a sign, which who knows? He probably would, because he didn't believe in the afterlife. And and I feel like he did. And then at the end of his life, he was like, we're all going to fucking in the dirt. Like, just like Barry came. Like, what most old people do is they they think that it's all over and they couldn't give a shit and, and kind of thing. Right. And he, and I always told him to visit me, but then part of me was like, maybe don't do that. I don't want to see you stand at the end of my fucking bed. Um,
2: yeah, don't do it in that way. Do it in, like, a cool, like, chill way. Don't come up with the fucking end of the bed. To tell you, you this story, right
1: um, to end this off, because if you go back and listen to the Be Witch Banter episode, where I, I did mention this, but my buddy that I, I get my hair cut by, um, he, his friend is like, been plagued by ghosts and had a lot of weird ghost experiences and claimed his ghost was haunted, like, his house is haunted. So, um, he, like, his son kept saying he saw uh, Mr. Fox, Okay, he kind of wakes up and he keeps seeing this like dark entity, this this shadow thing in his room, and he's like he's like there's the shadows in my room again, and he keeps coming to my buddy's buddy, like uh, my buddy Sean, his homeboy, and he said I could tell the story because it's fucked, and he keeps seeing the stuff and they're like no, uh, he's like they're like what is it? I keep seeing I keep seeing this ghost and he keeps making this popping sound and they're like what and he's like he tells me his name is Mr. Fox. So it keeps happening and this is like freaking the dude out. And then they um, they go to their like it's a family event and the guy's dad's there. And that the the father of the son that's hearing all this stuff and seeing all this the this weird shadow person. And then he's like, he keeps talking about, like, seeing this thing called Mr. Fox. And then his, his grandfather, the boy's grandfather, the guy's dad, is like, Mr. Fox is my dad. is that fucking weird? And mm. then he's like, he keeps hearing these popping sounds. He's like, my dad used to smoke on a pipe. Is that fucking crazy. crazy. And then get this, they're out for a walk near a park. And then some kid yells, Hey, turn around. And there was a Fox behind them. And my buddy says he, this guy doesn't lie. Like this is like, he's like, he would never tell me this. He's, he's been interested by this stuff his whole life. And he's had a lot of like experiences, not even wanting it at all. And that story, I said, I was like, you like legit, man? Because I was like, I'll tell on the podcast. And he's like, yeah, you can tell. Because he, he knows I do the show and stuff. And I was like, yeah. Like, it's, he's like, you can tell it. It's fucking frightening. Because he's like, I, because bl- I asked him, I was like, do you believe in this stuff? Because I always, he sits there and cuts my hair and he asks what's going on with the show, right? So I'm like, man, that's fucking frightening, isn't it? <laughs> that's a horror movie, man.
2: And, and like, you know, it's probably. If that is the case, and that's the experience, it's probably not done in a malicious no, way, but for some reason, it looks reason, like it is. It's just freaky.
0: because we
1: don't know what the the reality that exists beyond this is like. It could be like according to what I've heard. And- um, about people who astral project, it looks like this world would be a lot darker. But the thing is, if you were on the other side and you were just visiting, you feel like it'd be like a light bound thing that you could just kind of see everything in. Because according to um, something I would love to get into is like near death experiences, which we've never really talked about in the show, which would be really interesting. Is like in um, the ha- seeing these things. There's a guy named Robert uh, Moreau. Uh, I think that's his name, and he he like died for a couple hours or a couple of days or something crazy. I remember like hearing about this. David Icke actually brings this up too how he like see he ends up like leaving his body and he sees like this dark reality. And he said that like everything happens like you think the, your life flashed between your eyes. It happens so quickly mm-hmm. that you actually see everything that like there's no lies in this life because when you die um you will be shown everything when somebody lied to you, your friends your 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 woman your male your whatever you have in your life it'll essentially show you like different versions of their life what they've done how they've influenced your life like all at once and he's like it's essentially a blast of information of your lifetime here which sounds fucking crazy
2: that shit, like, it gets, like, and it gets my mind going on, like.
1: That's why I do <sighs> think, considering what we do with the Dahmer episode, if we get our, we've done, uh like, it, for the audio listener something things might get cut, but essentially we're down to close to two hours. We're down over two hours of talking about this stuff, which, and I, I feel like with me and you, we, we can just lead down this crazy path of discussing these this sort of things. And um, there's a big potential for us to do some, like, long-form crazy Episodes with conspiracies, paranormal, a lot of stuff because I could talk about it all day. And there's like thoughts that I still have, but this case was crazy.
2: Yeah, this this is one of the the, the stranger ones for sure. And just like I'm the, glad we talked about it, it's crazy. The whole thing, how yeah, how long it went on, and there's a lot of different things. So I suppose then, but before before we do yeah. finish it up, then as it stands now, like having. Having listened to all the information and all the different stuff that you have listened to and yeah. heard about it, uh, like where do you stand on it
1: now? Um, can you guess that I believe? Uh, I I th-
2: do you read? Really I well. think
1: no, not necessarily. Um, I think there's a potential that this was c- could have happened. It could have been. It's it's hard to say because I don't know what to believe anymore, right? Because <laughs> to me, reality is flimsy as fuck. Especially after you have to do all the like, psychedelics you know, I've done, like. I would say that it could, I I, considering the banging what the neighbors heard and all the things that they kind of tested, I believe to an extent that it did exist, but they technically could have overhyped it. Yeah. Is what I might say. Yeah. I
2: think I stand on the same kind of, uh, and especially when you hear afterwards, like where, you know, the, the motor is like, Oh, damn, (laughs) I miss you. Donald's gone. Yeah, it's, it's meanwhile a, her dildo it that it they hid in me the cupboard. It's like,
1: you can't have that anymore. It's driving you crazy.
2: I do definitely believe that there was there was something going on there, but I think maybe certain people in the family...
1: Egged it on um, a bit or fantasized about it.
2: And- yeah, and maybe the the mother more so than all. And maybe, look, I don't know whether it was a case of she kind of helped it along out of fear or out of like not knowing how to deal with whatever was happening that she couldn't explain away yeah. logically. Um, and then maybe it just sent her into this like weird delusion. And fear does like crazy coping. things to
1: your mind, man. Look at it. People were scared of an airborne virus and thought that the mask against their face would protect them from it. <laughs> Sorry, but look how that turned like, out. you know, so it, the idea that that's why obviously you have a world sold in fear. Because everything is like that is fear based cells. Uh, because according to what I've seen in the world, the governments love to keep people in fear and people love to be scared. That's why horror movies are so fucking prominent and why people love to experience that because you can do it without knowing you're gonna get harmed. Which that's what it was like for me to use some of these uh, occult practices as a kid, which I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know what a cult was. I was just like, I just wanna talk to a ghost, I wanna see if there's something outside of this reality. And uh, in my mind, I succeeded, and I probably wouldn't go back there unless you and Anton join me, because then we can all hold hands, and then we could all we're all possessed.
2: Everybody's fucked if you have to be possessed. You <laughs> exactly. want to bring people that's with how
1: you. I, that's how we're gonna end this. So, um, this was a lot of fun. I we went way longer than I thought because this idea is so in depth when it comes to the idea of being uh, haunted by a poltergeist seems frightening. I said on the Halloween uh, special that I had a therapist that fucking said that he heard banging in his like cupboards opening and closing after using a Ouija board. It's a frightening thought because I've never had that where it's literally driving you insane where you can't sleep because the amount of noise that is being made. And when we talk about Jeff talking mongoose down the road, that's even a huge thing. He like constantly makes noises and shit and fucks with them because he wants to like drive them insane. And maybe it's the ghost doing this. Maybe it's their own mind. But if this one was, um, I liked the, I did not know about this case until recently.
2: I had heard. I didn't even realize when you first mentioned it to me, I didn't like draw the parallels. I've heard of this before, but I wasn't, uh, I never, I never looked at it as in depth as I think we have yeah. now.
1: It's crazy. Um, final thoughts is uh, everyone stay strange. You know, like there's a lot of stuff coming. You know, we have we have a lot of things uh, in the works. Tons of stuff. Uh, the Patreon is got over 50 episodes that, you know, normal other po- normally other podcasts would, you know, make you pay more, but we're doing, like, a 3 buck flat thing, and you get, like, video content, audio content, extra episodes, commentaries. There's a lot of fun stuff on the Patreon. And um, shout out, uh, there's been some new Patreon uh, subscribers, so I'll show you guys out um, when I have your names pulled up somewhere. But we appreciate everyone that does tune in and pitch in and you know helps keep the world strange because that's the best way to support us and uh there's a lot of stuff coming i could think of a million things off the top of my head that we've even just kind of talked about doing for both of our shows
2: i know yeah i know <laughs> it seems like a constant hey, you thing do this? We do another story <laughs> yeah another 10 stories yeah, pop fuck, up.
1: it's crazy and now anta's got a list i've got a list you have a list it's gonna be uh crazy and billy will be there just to experience it <laughs> all right everyone stay strange obviously follow you at uh first class horror class horror cast all the good stuff
2: yeah wherever to go to
1: hell as uh your hat says i do like some of your hats um i'm still living in the world where i kind of curve my beak but it's still kind of be gotta kind of be kind of flat i gotta wear the gangster hats i'll be 50 and i'll be wearing that shit
2: yeah you see i have shit tons of them and then i don't know this year for some reason uh I don't know whether maybe I everyone thought I was like super old or something, but everyone started by me. Well, dad no, hats, you're a dad now. Which are these ones, you you those, wrap the cargo shorts, weird, bro. Like,
1: you're you're dad all the way, man. Yeah,
2: that is true, actually. See, that's the thing. I think that is that a natural progression in life, and you don't even. And then realize one day you wake up like, and you have jean shorts like, on, but they're on. A,
1: a, above your like kneecap, and you're out mowing the grass, drinking beer. <laughs> 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 all right, we love everybody. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming. So honestly, be excited because it's only going to get. It's only going to get better from here, and when it comes to Strange Brew, we've gone uphill for the past year or two, so it's it's getting there.
0: It's only going to get better. <laughs> yeah, <strange> that's
1: true. <laughs> All right, see you later, fuckers.
0: Bye. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Intelligence could be a devil in disguise. The world's hell and I fell for it endless times. Watch a fellowship of friends with Back. The way you make a mistake, don't realize the lie's and impact You say it's too late, high, try to win back some sense of what's real Listen to your heart, know what your gut feels They're on a mission to Mars, don't trust deals Hidden there till they shock, we're living in a paradox about to be unlocked Reveal the mystery, what they teach in schools is not a real history Find a way to the facts came here to say something, make myself heard. Gotta get that title in the bell first. Fell face first, and ain't dirt. Waiting for the hearse since my date of birth. Hating this earth. So I play and flirt with young women. And love isn't hugs and cases, it's rough. Making tough decisions, and must lead you to a fucking prison. And I wasn't finished when I said love isn't something to play with. Left with nothing but hatred. Why do you always gotta say shit? With a slut, <laughs> this life's an experience to learn. We're also an experiment about to turn. I'm not creator We're all spiritually birthed in the nature We're all fearful and work as slaves here Thinking our savior will arise from the dead The government programs lies in your head We trust a bunch of old men that try to pretend That they're doing what's right for us You say tan Lion Fox I'll be waiting for you to die in the dust My eyes are opened up Your eyes are closed shut I try to know what your next move amusement park and you're consumed by the dark and you will lose your heart be smart